Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blurry of Poltergeist. Press play and press pause when the MGM logo fades to black at the first time you receive of all black. Press pause and a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, nobody panic. You press play, I'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except of course with four friends in your head. Those friends to speak are myself as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian Liam Fedifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey Spooky Stokes. They're here. Told you it was spooky. So Poltergeist is not a movie that I grew up with. This is one of those ones that I kind of found later. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning more about my parents' taste in movies. The more of these episodes we do where it's like, oh, they don't like scary movies. They don't like Kung Fu and they don't like Westerns or action movies. Or <laughs> so, like, they, so they don't right. go to the movies anymore. My, my parents were fans of Star Wars and Elton John. That's what I got. So I caught this one later on. I think I saw this for the first time three or four years ago and didn't really care. This is a movie that's kind of weird. I, I don't think this one holds up quite as well as a lot of the other crop of the sort of the 1980 to 1985 crop of movies was just solid gold. And this movie, it's kind of unfair to compare against things like Empire Strikes Back and Ghostbusters and all these, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. These movies that are like, good God, that was a that was a good few years there. But, you know, it, it is lumped in those with those in my mind just because of the sort of timing and the, the team involved and all that. And I, I don't think this one stands up quite as well as some of those do. It's not my favorite movie. In fact, I, uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I think Mr. Teague and I'm not saying this just because his name is Mr. Teague, no relation. I think Mr. Teague was right. Because he had no way of knowing that this shit was going to happen if he moved the graveyard and all that stuff. You know, he takes the headstones, leaves the bodies there. How's he supposed to know it's going to, you know, result in this kind of thing? As far as he knows, this is a perfectly fine thing to do. There's no municipality that, like, law or code that he's breaking by... Oh, there probably is, isn't there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that too. Yeah. I think there might be, uh, yeah. Well, then he's crass and shrewd, but he had no reason to think there was going to be giant purple auras. So, Mr. That's Teague it. and I are on the same page, I think. I don't know. You don't like it because the bad guy's named Teague. Yeah. No, well, I guess so. Well, there there was a character named Teague in one of the Pirates movies, too. Jack Sparrow's dad is named Teague Sparrow. Booyah. Nobody cares? Okay, Brian, nope. Poltergeist. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been a fan of this movie going all the way back to uh, three or four hours ago. <laughs> uh, I had never seen this, totally skipped over it and watched it this morning in preparation for this. Uh, honestly, to me, you know, watching it now at this point... I couldn't help but just see like all the other pastiche Spielberg bits, you know, all throughout. Just like that's that moment's ET, and or you know that mise en scene is ET, and that's you know this and the that's guy the with, cue he would later tell John to use for this movie. Yeah, and the guy with the face. Oh, that's just like Raiders. Uh, so I'm not sure I could give this movie a fair shake on its own, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I will say it has one of the greatest like false resolutions ever. That is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And. I can only, because I, you know, I was watching it online. I was using Amazon, so I could look at the scroll bar and see how much time was left. It's like, huh, movie really feels over, it but there's really like credits. 20 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. Um, mm. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Michael, are you... Uh, it's a movie that I, I agree probably doesn't hold up as well today, because it's another one of those movies where it's like, yeah, well, now, you know, we have all these all these movies that got to see Poltergeist and then amp it up from there, you know. Um, but at the time, I don't think there were... Uh, there, there certainly weren't a lot of movies... Like this? Like this no. at the time. Well, the question would really be, was Ghostbusters a standalone thing or was it sort of starting as a lampoon premise of we've seen so many of these movies lately, we're going to make a comedy version of them? Ghostbusters was, I think, kind of a standalone, just okay. bizarro yeah. thing. Ghostbusters isn't referencing much, yeah. which is nice. It really is an original, mostly an original concept. It's, you know, like an old it's Bob Hope. It's just Dan Aykroyd's fever there's an old yeah. Bob, There's an old Bob Hope movie that it's kind of referencing a little bit, but that's about it. Mike, so did you grow up with this one? I, I wouldn't say that I, I grew up with this one because um, I didn't 
I didn't watch a lot of scary movies growing up. It was something I I became much more interested in later on in life. Um, and I've only I, I have only seen this one uh, a couple of times. I think when it's when it's working and when it's doing the scary stuff, it's doing a really great job of it. But I think it's also it is a very slow movie. Um, I think this movie could probably benefit from being about twenty minutes shorter. Not not. It taking out the false <laughs> not resolution. The one, no, not the yeah. last 20 minutes. I'd actually probably cut there. most of the lighthearted stuff. Yeah, just here and there tightening it up, especially later on cutting out some of the lighthearted stuff. Overall, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a solid movie. I think it, um, deserves to be thought of as, as a classic. Um, it's certainly not on the level of like the thing or something like that, but, um, it's, it's still a very strong movie. And like I said, the, the moments where it is working and being really, disturbing and supernatural and paranormal it's really firing in on, on all cylinders trey the the sound you're not hearing right now is me slapping all three of you across the face you <laughs> ignorant twats uh <laughs> it's funny that uh, i i having this is, it falls in the category of a movie i saw so many damn times that you know i haven't needed to see it in 20 years so i finally just rewatched it and for me and again you know this is again my own perspective and my you know i'm from a different era i just fell in love with this movie again so hard i was like oh my god this movie is so good and so much better than anything that's been made in the past 10 years well, i can agree with that it's 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 just, there's so many things in this movie that people just don't do in movies anymore and i miss it so much but um i was really struck now not everything about the movie is perfect there, there's certainly things that i would call out and go that didn't that part doesn't hold up but there's so much about this movie that i fell in love with all over again and 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 again you know you guys get to like jurassic park and i get to go yeah one's all right you know but uh, you know that's for me it's uh, and i like this movie a lot better than et for that matter et never really grabbed me that hard but this movie you know of spielberg's two movies that month and let's be honest <laughs> this, this is a spielberg movie god for it's been 30 years now he's still making two things a day yeah now. exactly um the, the uh, terminal came out between these two if i recall if i recall correctly <laughs> i think he made a couple of movies yeah in there um and then he was uh, yeah the first version of schindler's list but then he just made it again um, yeah, the chat's saying this over ET for me too. Yeah. So Trey, you're not alone. It's yeah, there's, there's 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 moments here that that don't hold up, and there's moments here that yeah, you yeah, trim it down a little bit. But but when it, when this movie is as you were saying is when this movie is firing, it is firing hard on all cylinders, and it's got it's just got so much stuff in it. I, I again, I'm just struck by I was struck by rewatching it just by how unusual and quirky and funny and not formulaic it is you never know what the hell is going to happen next in this movie you never know what's coming next it's like next thing you know they're in a bathtub covered with slime and then a tree is eating a kid and the clown comes to life <laughs> and skeletons are coming out of the floor and you know it's just it's like a, an ambient dream yeah it's totally it absolutely is a complete fever dream and uh, and i you know although i would i would say that uh, yes the the maybe some of the suburbia setup could be could be tightened up by th- by today's standards it didn't feel strange at the time but looking at it now i go yeah you know, for today's eyes, you would probably lose a few of those beats, but I think that I think that also is serving a very important purpose too. So, but otherwise, I um, I, I really like I said. Now I need to just now this one goes back on my list of God. That's such a good movie. That if I was gonna if I was gonna make a scary movie, this is one of the movies I would watch and look at and go, mm. okay, what what about Poltergeist? Do I need to steal? Yeah. to make a really good scary movie. All right, Trey, teach us something. You're at the point where the MGM logo is faded to black, like we are here. Put your finger on the button or the person nearest you. Don't introduce yourself. Just do it. Three, two, one. Unpause. 
Ansvat in. And the first thing you hear, if I recall correctly, is the uh, national anthem before the sign off. Yeah, on the which, which right there alone, I mean, that's do, another thing that doesn't do, hold up. Do yeah. you guys even relate to that? Because I totally relate. I to don't it. relate to it, but I do know you, what's happening. I think I'll I bet think, you anyone yeah, younger than me won't know what's happening. That's the thing happening. is, I, I'm, yeah. that's one of the first issues. This, this, I was struck by that. I was like, my God, anyone under the age of twenty five probably doesn't even understand what they're looking at at yeah, that point. That's right. Um, I, I, I know what it is. TV, <laughs> TV sister, used to stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know what it is. I guarantee you my sister would not know what it is. Yeah. It's it's for, for you kids, um, before everyone had cable, um, when broadcast TV would stop broadcasting at night, and you may have seen like this, like, a, like the Indian head test pattern yeah. or whatever. Um, sometimes some stations would broadcast a test pattern all night just to show the signal was still going out. This concludes our broadcast but, day. But they would they would just, you know, at two in the morning or whatever, they would run out of things to show you, and uh, no one would be watching anyway because we watch TV at two in the morning. So it would just go off the air. And the traditional, there was one of two ways, pretty much, traditionally, that they would go off the air. One is uh, high flight. Which uh, you know, I'm the, sure uh, Brian's from. There'd, yeah. be a, there'd be a montage of jet fighters uh, flying around, and, and there's a famous uh, air, air, I have air force. The surly bonds of earth and such the face. Touch the face of one. God, and there was a whole thing about that. It was either that, or it'd be we now close with our national anthem, and there would be some montage of you know whatever the local station had of their historic thing, and then it would go to. This is called uh, we would call this snow or yeah. static uh, is what this would be. So if you turn on your TV at four in the morning, this is what you'd be looking at. Interesting thing about static, and by interesting, I'm going back to the old definition we have for Teague. Interesting. <laughs> if you watch the HBO logo before a show where it goes, mm, yeah. you see a static thing. You can tell that it's it, they made the static in some you know nuke or After Effects or something like that. But they didn't like all of it, so they resampled parts of the screen that they liked what the static was doing on the left over to the right. It's not macro blocking. Pause the HBO logo at some point, and you will see massive <laughs> yes, swatches <I> <laughs> of the exact same noise mm. pattern. What cracks me up about the HBO logo is the fact that they still cling to it, even though it is the worst thing for streaming ever invented. Yeah, no. static is impossible to encode. Streaming goes nuts when they see the HBO logo. And actually, I discovered today... The second worst thing is the lightning effects in this movie. Yeah. My, my, mm. my screen was strobing like crazy with these yeah. lightning effects. Wasn't a big fan of the... Yeah. Now you, um, now you said that the, you know, I this, want a dog, this, you guys. Uh, yeah, this big old golden retriever. He's dead now too, just like most everybody else in the movie. Yeah, but he had a happy life. Um, but, but he was one of the last to go. That's the irony. But, <laughs> you got to um, eat a lot of chips. But, uh, you know, this is, a, it's, like you said, it's very funny. This is a very Nisbecacy opening. Um, and it is just sort of. Yeah. It's it, establishing the geography of the yeah. house, basically. Now, now and I mean, uh, and who's who's who and all that. Now, I, and, but I mentioned, and I, you know, even, you know, fresh out of film school, I was literally just finishing film school when this movie came out. You know, even I got the idea that all of these setups are, among other things, saying that we actually live in a world already where stuff happens in the middle of the night and the next morning we go hey what are the chips doing on the floor why is the tv on the mm-hmm. different channel how are these little cars moving by themselves that we we're used to things moving by themselves and happening by themselves if we know what it's about that is a good observation but then but then this movie is about taking that normal everyday world and now things are moving and happening in ways we can't account for and that's what's freaky is it is it almost saying maybe this is reading too much into it but like in the real world, when people say, I have a poltergeist because the potato chips were scattered all yeah, over the hallway. Yeah, you go, it's freaking no, dog, it's man. Freaking dog. Hmm. If you had a poltergeist, this is what it would look like. <laughs> yeah. The whole yeah. neighborhood would see, would see your, the tree eating your son. Exactly. And the whole neighborhood would think you were crazy unless they saw the tree eating yeah. your son. And this, go, what is wrong with that family? 
The, the, Plus, uh, they have a strobe light in their TV. Yeah, the no. strobe, the strobe effect here. Watching it, you know, yesterday, and I watched it last night with the lights turned off and everything mm-hmm. to give myself little, it's like, little overdone. This is really intense. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm about to have a fit, and yeah. I and I'm not epileptic, you know. <laughs> I know it's it's quite something in a theater. I'll tell you. I mean, yeah, I couldn't a, imagine in a theater. It's quite wow. Okay, it's it's a, they have the most amazing staircase. That is the mm-hmm. nuttiest staircase they have. <laughs> yeah, coming. Yeah, with the gold, the gilded. Um, uh, it's, just a, yeah. it's just the fact yeah. that it, it kind of snakes down yeah, and then an angles down into yeah. the center of the room. It's uh, it's 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 perfect for a, a ghost to come down later. Yeah. Um, now, didn't and later in this movie, and I just watched it the other day. Later in this movie, don't they say that this is a bunch of spirits? This is a place that is yeah. haunted. So no. the distinction they make here in a little while, where they're like, okay, well, poltergeist basically means one person. Haunted is when it's just the location. Isn't this a haunted house, not a poltergeist house? Well, what what happened no. was it's like there's. Should this movie be called Haunted? They're focusing on they're focusing in on her because we discover later that she was born she's in the like, house. Yeah, she's like the guiding so light. So something something Again, ab- that's isn't is that is that in this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something something about her um kind of activated the spirits somehow and, and made them aware of their, you know, the 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 difference between their they feel like they ought to be alive, but they're like, but she's alive and we're not like her. Wait a second. Yeah. Well, the wiki um, says something about, the, beast the wiki says something to the effect of, you know, they're Jerry Goldsmith. Really? Okay. Um, the music, the wiki system was scoring ET the same day. So yeah, I know. Um, and ugh, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk score later. But uh, the wiki said something like the the ghosts, uh, you know, spirits are looking for this light to take them to wherever they're yeah. supposed to go. But her life force is so bright that they got confused and followed yeah, her into right. her light instead. Which is, I mean, when you when you're uh, you know in in the world of where you are willing to believe poltergeists and such occur, yeah. um, the it, it is a big thing about the idea of it being fixated on a person, particularly often, often young girls, girls. Yeah, yeah, prepubescent girls, and and often a a question of, and I think it it even comes up in Carrie. It's like yeah. uh, there's there was if poltergeist activity is a real thing, is it these spirits or is it because these these girls have this yeah. this telekinetic ability. Carrie that, was basically using that idea, that theory yeah. of... The, the, the differentiation of what you were saying, though, is the differentiation and the reason why this deserves the title it is, is a ghost is like, oh, look, a bloody apparition, you know, like uh, Sixth Sense. Like, yeah, yeah I think... A poltergeist, by definition, does things. It's it means it, like it more actively. Fucks it means with you. it means noisy ghost. It means yeah. it, it moves things. It, 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 it makes if noise. stuff is flying around your house, that's a poltergeist. Ah, noisy ghost. Poltergeist. Yeah. It's German poltergeist. I see. So um, it, it's uh, poltergeist is 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 the term more associated with physical manifestations of stuff like you know the chairs moving and the everything happening um a, a haunting is just like i see a bloody you know there's a guy standing at the foot of my bed every night what does he do yeah. nothing he just stands there and, and scares freaks me. me out yeah so um those kids are assholes yeah, yeah. they are and, just got back, and from, guy, got back from costco on his bike with a pallet yeah of beer. this guy's way too cavalier about losing all that beer too that must be an important game um actually if spielberg had directed this at this point in his career he would have gotten <laughs> off the bike and beaten up the kids <laughs> <laughs> then years later, he would have edited the movie to take I love, the, up, the, the and he just gives them stickers. The little, the little bit where the that that one can is spraying this. Yeah, entire that's time. that's that's some serious well, continuity. Like, three or four yeah. cans there. like just before just before every take, they had to like pop those yeah. cans and call action. Now, now this is it's a nice we, TV. we we touched on it, but uh, just for the sake of those who might not know, this movie was 
nominally directed by Toby Hooper, yeah. who is famous for making Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Hills Have Eyes. He was a B-movie, you know, scary, 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 scary gore movie, really, was what he was known for. Um, but he'd done a series of Not B- family scary. Exactly. He'd done a series of B-movies, and then he got this movie. And, and, and it's pretty much since it was it was something known even at the time when this movie came out. There were the words that, like, really, it was pretty much Spielberg who directed this for, for whatever reason. And he, he, he ghost directed it, or Hooper wasn't doing the job right, or whatever. But everyone... It's been it's been a story from day one, and it's been you know denied by some and corroborated by others. That's basically Spielberg directed. Would that movie. have been a thing where Spielberg? <laughs> would I? Would what, that have been a thing where Spielberg directed it and then didn't like it and said, well, no, "Toby, you can no, have it." Here is what would ha- be that. Lee, uh, what happened was from from my from what I've been able to glean from you know all the stories and stuff is basically dun, 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 he, uh, Spielberg was on set because he was he was producer. producing, and this this movie. Basically, this movie and E.T. were were sister projects, not just because they were happening at the same time, but they both basically derived from an idea for a sequel to Close Encounters. Huh. And it was it was an idea of oh, it, very similar to what Science is about this this family that's trapped in a house and is beset by these these aliens coming coming after them, which also kind of became uh, the sequel treatment to E.T. that never happened, thankfully. Um, but. It, it basically wound up getting split into two movies. There were the nice aliens who were E.T. And then they were, uh, you know, trapped in this house. And they went, well, I don't want to do aliens. So let's make it ghosts instead. And that's uh. how Poltergeist happened. And, and uh, according to the trivia, Spielberg actually offered Hooper the opportunity to direct E.T., and Toby Hooper was like, "No, I like the <laughs> scary one better." That would have been a weird movie. <laughs> and uh, and so he got um, Texas Chainsaw. And what my understanding is is this movie. It, it appears that this movie kind of overwhelmed Toby Hooper and and Spielberg being on the set was kind of like, okay, I need to step in or this isn't going to get done. Mm. And would sort of be like, hey, to- like in the background, be like, hey, Toby, how about a we set the shot. camera, yeah, we if, do a master shot, we were like, and then here. they go over there. And yeah. Toby Hooper's like, yeah, okay, great. And so the, oh, basically that's that's Steven like, Spielberg like walking, kind of... It's like yeah. guiding a director who is in medical shot. Yeah, he, yeah was, exactly. he was basically, yeah, backseat directing. And, and if nothing else, if nothing else, it's like, if you just if you just change the title card and said filmed by Steven Spielberg, you would have no, there would be no reason to question it. Right. Because it so feels and looks and every every yeah. detail is like a Spielberg film. There are all these moments you watch. <laughs> there are moments I watch and I go, "That is clearly that is Spielberg." Clearly, like, it's, the, it's either that or somebody doing the best Spielberg imitation yeah. that any director's ever done. There's there's the only bit that really feels like okay, this is the Texas Chainsaw guy is when the guy is tearing his own face. Yeah, off. which is one of the weird standout offbeat moments in the movie. Yeah, and and, and I think uh, I call it the bath salt. Sequence. I remember there was I remember there was a rumor that that was yet that was like uh, like the severed arm in Star Wars. That was like oh my god, we're you know we need a, we need to get a PG thirteen on this movie. So let's and there's no gore. So let's just put this completely arbitrary gore scene in that makes no makes no sense. Yeah. But a little person clairvoyant is really freaky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't get a PG thirteen with that. Yeah, so anyway, well PG thirteen didn't exist at the time. But yeah, it's true. But, they, yeah. but one of the reasons they uh, didn't want a fucking G on this. That's movie. true. Exactly. So <laughs> one of the one of the reasons. Um, this feels so much like a Spielberg movie is because this whole opening setting, which is totally a bookend it, with E.T. It looks like exactly the same neighborhood. It's like yeah. they shot it. it yeah, the next block over. Oh, E.T. Is they shot it in the same neighborhood. It is. And, and, and one of the other things about it, and I, one of the reasons I love it as far as just movie making in general and, and this whole setup is like E.T., this is one of the more realistic 
portrayals of a suburban family that you just yep. don't see in a movie that you know the mom and dad getting high the mom and dad get high they're not the best perfect parents they you know but they're just trying to get through the day and you know jesus and get the kids to bed and they're talking about stuff and trying to get their you know they're, they're not they're not perfect they're not saints uh that they're just you know regular people just going about their day they're exasperated by parenthood exactly in a, in a they're, a little, they're a little overwhelmed by yeah. parenthood and 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 they're not as overwhelmed as d wallace the single mom was in, yeah. in et but you know if they you know if, if if, or if, uh, Richard Dreyfuss and exactly if they if they counters. divorced then you know then and it's interesting that Spielberg Spielberg was known you know that was one of the things that uh, people would talk about oh Spielberg hallmark of a Spielberg movie is about it's about the suburban experience because right. of course that was his growing up experience and he's moved away from that because I don't think Steven Spielberg has lived in a suburb for about thirty years yeah. now so uh, just like George Lucas started out making action adventure movies and then made a trilogy about guys going to meetings because that became his new life <laughs> <laughs> so he, so uh, so. There we go. But um, so Spielberg started out as the suburban guy, the suburban genre guy. He would do aliens come to suburbia, monsters come to suburbia, UFOs land in suburbia. And now he does, you know, he doesn't do suburban movies anymore because he doesn't live the suburban life. Now the anymore. biggest I, thing that's ever happened. Now another of the biggest things that's ever happened. Yeah. I would have I would have loved to see. And uh, apparently they they approached him about this. But th- that that dovetails in with what we were talking about on Carrie where Stephen King's thing has always been this yeah, is this exactly. is ordinary it's mostly normal life this is normal life and then crazy things happen yeah. they they approached Stephen King to write a draft of the screenplay for this and and apparently they couldn't you know they couldn't mm. agree on the terms because he was Stephen King by that point and all that that'd be cool um, though but yeah. but yeah bringing in Early Spielberg sensibilities with early St- with generally Stephen King's yeah. sensibilities. Actually, he's never is, lost. This is that. like straight up kind of Stephen King's sensibility. It's very. It's again, if you put Stephen King's name on it, you probably exactly, would have yeah. a hard time buying it's it. Just, you know, especially because what Trey was saying in the intro, where he's like, "You don't know what's coming next." That's the that's the exact experience in a in a nutshell would, there, of reading a Stephen King. But there would be more interpersonal ugliness. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That there would be more. There would be, there more would be an uncle yeah. like that was really racist and, yeah. and and punches the kids a lot. Yeah, there would be some kind of much more. And at first, they would think it was tension. him, and that he somehow punched the little girl into the TV. <laughs> but I love, I love because that she was ornery. They went through that whole scene with burying the bird, and she's like, "Can I have a goldfish?" And the mom's probably like, "Oh, great! Now we can do this bullshit every week and a half." <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> burying the fucking fish. and and also like ET. Obviously, you've noticed that you know the kids nothing but you know Star, Star Wars, Wars memorabilia yeah. because there is no there was no child in America who didn't have those posters yeah. on their she wall. She has an that alien. Time. That's an they alien. An There's an alien, alien back there. Yeah. Is this the little girl's bedroom? It's they, the, they, they share the bedroom. It's a little weird that they 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 both have this. The two kids are in the same bedroom. And no, that's that's a pretty that was a pretty common thing. Thing. I shared a bedroom with my younger sister for. I did. I did too man. for a little while. Well, we just we had a small so house. That's why you're gay. We just had a small house. But um, <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> did you see that? You see the Vader poster? Yeah. I always. Yeah. I, it's not at all the way the lightsabers look in the movies, but I always liked the artistic version yeah, of lightsabers from the posters. Yeah. It's it just like this oh, yeah. wispy white kind of light. I love. I always love the look of those. It is. It's now, interesting a, because I was sorry. Just want to jump in real quick as this. Uh, you know, this is about eight references in one here. This is this is a guy called Joe, which Spielberg later remade as always mm-hmm. um and it's also about ta-da about a ghost who doesn't realize it's dead so mm-hmm. it this this little moment is like serving it's a little bit of a setup there for everybody plus uh, spielberg gets to and again it's and brings up sleepwalking which it, later on they're exactly, like exactly hey. it's like you know and, and toby hooper not known for being obsessed with a guy called joe but spielberg very known for being obsessed with a guy called joe this is anyway. true what was now the hmm the opening scene i'm going back to that with the dog going to wake up everyone good night grandma that whole sequence 
was there a second point to that that I missed or was that just a weird choice for showing us that a lot of people live in this house? That was just introducing us to the characters and also, you We know. didn't really meet them. We just saw them sleeping but, until but they it, walked down the stairs. We, we also had to get to the little girl to bring her down the stairs to talk to the TV. Yeah. If I was if I was doing this, unless I'm missing some other point that it was serving that I totally missed, I would have just done the little girl and she goes down and her screaming at the TV well, and I all that it's, stuff. It's the family also, comes well, down, like, what are you doing? In 2013, you probably would do that. Yeah. Well, I just but, mean uh, as opposed to, it's just it seems weird and kind of clunky to introduce the whole family as they're sleeping by following the dog and then go, okay, now they're not sleeping again. Well, I I I, I stand by my thing. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, what it's he's about saying. things that go bump in the night. Usually it's the golden retriever. That's welcome yeah. to the normal world. So, the golden retriever is going bump. But the golden retriever later. didn't wake him up. No. But what does it, that have to do with it, anything? If it was, if the golden getting, retriever is moving things around in the house and putting chips on the floor and everything else. That's your, that's no, no, the no, but I, no, I, I, I'm taking what's here and just, I like the idea that if it's the golden retriever is the thing that goes bump in the night, usually, that's what we're saying at the beginning of the movie here. That the golden retriever, as he leaves one room, is like his tail knocks something, and then they go, "Huh, what was that sound?" But and they don't know what it was. They think it was a poltergeist. But we, as the audience, know it was the dog. If there was a few of those moments where it's like these things that are scaring in the middle of the night, they're not real. It's the fucking dog. Except but, but this they, one. The time. idea is that is that you're what he's saying is you're used to things going bump in the night because there's a no, there's, there's a certain threshold no, no, where no, it's no, not weird. This movie makes no statement bump in the night. Trey said bump in the night. No, but, but the dog but, doesn't do that. If the dog the did, point, that'd be cool. The point the is dog that left potato chips on the, the dog is well, yeah, the but, dog is doing things. Things happen in the yeah. middle of the night that you are used to that could seem strange yeah. later on. It's it's when things that you're not used to start happening. Oh, I know. I, I, I understand all of that. What I'm saying is we, we that's a lot of it's a lot it's a little bitty baby and a lot of bathwater. For, for the scene to say that there's potato yeah, chips on the ground. Right. Like if the dog, if they wanted to do that and introduce the whole family that way, which is cool. If the dog did a thing where he like, we, if we hung one more lantern on and said like the dog knocks over a thing that's on the shelf and someone goes, hey, what was that sound? Wakes up. We don't know, but it was the dog. The, I think it would say like expressly say yeah. hey the stuff that you're hearing in the night well, is see but that's dog. that's what i like about this movie that this is a pre-blake snyder movie and not everything yeah. is a setup for everything some things are just here's a here's a day in the life you know here's yeah. a, here's a, here's here's just how i'm choosing to introduce this suburban family and what their life is like um whether whose choice that was was you know is up in the air <laughs> <laughs> it feels very spielberg whether but, it was um, Toby this, or not Toby. Toby or not Toby. That works better on when it's written down, too, because no, his say name that, is spelled weird. I will say that, first of all... This clown is not okay. Who yeah, ever buy this, this okay. is a toy. And if, and if this clown scares this kid so bad, why is it sitting in a chair? It's like, by yeah. now, it's like, just put it in the closet already. Thanks, Grandma, for the great clown puppet. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Trey's house was littered with stuff like this. Like, it got like really cold one weird, night, and weird. we had to burn it. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we had to burn it for firewood, unfortunately. I'm really sorry, but... Uh, you know, so the first time I went to Trey's house freaked me the hell out, because there's like stuff like this. There's like vent dummies and shit and they're like all like kind of half strung up looking at you on books <laughs> that's right on the bookshelf just waiting for you around the corner like that just like and then yeah the corner the, penthouse and the chewy thing Central. is also the chewy thing is not much better even at the time the tree the tree was a little off it's it's the sculpture is okay but it's whatever they uh, they built the texture out of it looks like it, an ant yeah it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, when it gets wet it looks a little too fiberglassy it doesn't have the right texture to it but uh, but again, I like these again. You know, they're, they're sort of it's a slow build and all that, and it can, it feels like it's maybe you know it bogs the movie down a little bit by, by, by modern standards. But but I, again, I just love the you know that this couple that they're interacting like like real humans do. Yeah, in a way that you, you hardly ever see in movies. You used to see it more. In, we saw it in Rosemary's Baby. We said, yeah. oh, you know, they're actually like they seem like a real couple, and now it's like you know. Two jokes to establish that he's a moron and she's a whatever yeah. and okay and boom and let's get going. Yeah, we're not gonna we're we're never going to cut to them alone again unless they're talking about something plot related. Exactly, and that's, that's know, the see way them you being people together. You know, is uh, 
is is so rare nowadays and it's one of the things i was i was you know nostalgic for when i started watching this movie i don't think we get another shot of it but the the little box that they were rolling their joints into uh-huh. was the same as the box the cigar that, box the, yeah, yeah. They well, were, it's oh. not the same box, but apparently it's not they the buy same box, but the same box. <laughs> it's like, and they also keep the, the kids' cereal in there. Yeah. And, uh, well, so is the implication that they just like scooped a bunch of their joints out to put the dead bird into <laughs> before they buried it? You know, it's, for whatever reason, <laughs> I, don't, I, I I can't account for it. But for, for when what, he gets hungry. Yeah, <laughs> Tweety doesn't like that smell. Well, that's because Tweety, you know, Tweety's not from Tijuana. <laughs> that's because Tweety can't hang. Yeah, Tweety can't Tweety Why do you think suck he's dead? It's, well, it's, I don't know, for whatever reason... Um, probably just because it was more, maybe more, just more common in general, but cigar boxes were common when I was a child. It was like, here, put your stuff in a cigar box and you, and you would have, they would just, they just existed. They were in the world somehow. And now I only see cigar boxes if I go to the cigar store, but I found a very odd thing like that too. I love cigar boxes, but one thing that it's almost impossible to find these days that somehow was everywhere when I was growing up are soda can crushers. If you try, oh. right, if you right now went out to try to buy one, you would go to three or four really? stores before you found one. Really? Because I, I did this a few weeks ago where it's like, okay, first things first, Target, no. Okay, Bed Bath & Beyond, no. Bevmo, no. Eventually went to Lowe's, they had one. And I, I don't think say, it's something that they usually sell. Either Home Depot or Walmart. I bet Walmart has the yeah. hell out of Oh yeah, those. we don't have Walmarts around here really. We're like this one spot in the universe where <laughs> yeah. there's no Walmarts. That's right. Anyway, but yeah, can crushers. Went to Lowe's. So if you need one of those, uh, try a hardware store. I guess like the whole time, like up until I got to Lowe's, I was like, I think when you're, when you're, when your neighbors, you know, little kids, when your neighbors, your friends have dads, their dads just spontaneously create them in the garage. <laughs> like they're just a thing yeah. that appears if you have neighbors. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen. I didn't know that was a thing that the can crush. Yeah, I was like, it was like, not, it was not part of my the, life. Certainly, yeah. I, I became aware that really? they existed. Yeah. And I was when like, recycling like, became like, a well, thing. Like all my friends uh, growing up, like their their dads had like nailed these can crushers to the yeah. wall in their garage, and you could just yeah. crunch it and it falls down into the trash can. Like there was three or four people with one of those. Yeah. Well, there's there's uh, there's an archaic touch right there. She's talking to her friends late at night on a landline. Whoa! No. Are you kidding no. me? Um, there's some weird. There's some weird. You know, I was stuck by some anachronistic stuff. The first thing was was the national anthem in the, the, the end of the broadcast day. I was like, oh my god, no one's going to recognize. And then this. the remotes disrupting well, each other. Well, the fact, was... yeah, that and the fact that they're, you know, if if you if if again for you kids, if you've ever wondered why some of us elderly folks call them clickers, it's because they used to actually click. Yeah, they would actually be a mechanical device that would do it that would activate a a, a little ping and that was how the oh that was changed. another thing you mentioned in uh, your observation before we recorded but not just now in terms of other things that are just going randomly wrong in the world but there's a perfectly logical explanation for them is yeah. that the remotes between the two houses yeah was another one of those like exactly. the car and like the you know um, if you if you're sitting home on a normal day and you go oh my god the tv changed channel what the hell is happening you know it's like, my neighbor's oh, kids wants neighbor, to watch mr rogers garage door opener or whatever you know we're used to it of course by the time i got to high school we had um i had a i had a palm pilot i'll have you know no. remember those Ooh, little no. pdas that were awful and uh, it had an you kept IR them alive for like ten years. I know, just it's by me single handedly. Me, it's it's Palm and, and Blockbuster. These are my two. I, I give them to you, world. I'm I'm single handedly keeping them alive. Uh, it had a little IR on it, so you could there was a little app you could get, oh, yeah, proto yeah. app to control. It was a universal remote. You could do anything with it. So I would fuck with the TVs in all the rooms in high school. This is not exactly why, but is probably correlated to why I got uh, expelled and never quite finished. Maybe high school. a little something to it. Yeah. Now this, I, it, they I didn't was, like me. I was struck by this scene in in because this is you know of course so far nothing has happened as far as uh, us the viewer you know no. everything is all implied but nothing uh, has actually you know manifested and it's really it's it's unfortunate that the very first manifestation is one of the most dated effects mm-hmm. in terms of really it's like it feels so like I think I think lit quite literally 
uh, they 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 went down the street to Disney and got out got a Disney animator because it looks like a Disney cartoon coming mm-hmm. out just in the style of the animation. Oh, the hand the hand is about yeah. to pop out, and I think I think for that to be the first thing we see, I think is unfortunate because later there's some really great strong effects that it's I the think opposite of a footprint that, in the do, snow. that do hold up really well i will and say i was really impressed i was i had no idea i had no expectation that there's some serious that there was going to be serious effects serious that, that right hold that most of them do hold up most yeah. of them are amazing um including some cloud tank stuff we've already seen some oh, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. talk about it but uh, unfortunately this first thing this very first and even it's just the hand part of it because once it turns into an ectoplasm stream i think it's fine yeah but it's the fact that it turns into it's this very very literally the word is cartoony Hand. It does remind me of the, there was an old uh, there was an old Halloween special by Disney called uh, the Disney's Halloween Treat, and it yeah. had it had some of these ghostly effects. And you're right, it looks exactly like those. Yeah, it would it would totally be this would be right out of an episode of Goosebumps, yeah. where this belongs. Do you guys know if there is a formal? Like actually applied. That looks okay, but it's when it, it yeah. when, it's when it yeah. really starts moving around. Yeah. and it has these herky jerky motions where it's like, hey, hey. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's. I mean, they're Disney effects animators. You know, I used to know an effects animator. I mean, she would just do water all day long, mm. and uh, and you can just sort of there's a style, and that's just so. Now, once it turns into this, I think it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, yeah. that's that's or the lady that does Go- the lightning Ghostbuster proton stream, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys but, know if there is a like a, a standardized uh, quality control or standard in practice sort of rule set for movies and TV these days with regards to strobing as a result of epilepsy? Because I, I'm wondering now if they would like literally be able to release a movie with that flashing effect so consistently yeah. through it without someone like formally. Obviously, there might be complaints later, but I mean, formally, before you're allowed to release it, yeah. you have to be able to say this will this movie will not kill people in the theater. You used to be able to eat peanuts on airplanes, too. I just wonder, it seems like there would be, but I also have never actually explicitly heard of it, that like you can't put strobe lights in a movie like that anymore, sort of deal. That, there's, a, there's a little bit of foreshadowing there, by the way, where we've got, okay, suburbia yeah, the, is the, coming the, in, digging shit up, and it dug the, 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 the grave right up. And another piece of foreshadowing, <laughs> is this it's not specifically the one here, but I do love it later that, uh, and again, it's just, it was a great touch. Um the dad being just a little bit of a bumbler, the tie gag always cracks me mm-hmm. up that's about to happen. But the other one, you know, he's going to lose his keys to later. And that's a great setup because it's not like, oh, my God, we're family's in jeopardy and I can't find my keys. Artificial thing. It's like they established hey, he, he can never find his yeah. keys. <laughs> he, he's always losing his keys. So, I love yeah, so it's like, oh, my yeah. God, he probably doesn't have his keys. And then he finally does. Oh. Yeah. So much relief. I want these cups. I like these cups. You can make these cups. Those cups, I boy, that's boy. Those just these say childhood. Those say childhood to me. Yeah, I feel like I've seen those cups. I, I feel just, like I, you can get I, them. We didn't have them at our house, but I know my. I've been to friends' houses and we had. They had those cups. Speaking of, like speaking of random stuff about this setting, like the wallpaper. Did you guys ever growing up, or I guess even now, but you don't see this wallpaper that often anymore? Like when you see patterns like that, try to cross your eyes to make it like yeah, yeah. Ooh, find the picture. Yeah, exactly. That would be awesome if you had that wallpaper. You go okay, but, but, but look at look at my living yeah. room wall and unfocus your eyes, and suddenly there's Marilyn Monroe. Like, Wow, <laughs> big middle finger or something. Yeah. Now again, you've got the again this, these kids interacting, you know, in, in a way that kids in movies never do, but kids in real life do. Like, yeah, yeah a big turd. Yeah, a douchebag. I hate you. Now, should we the, the movie? The movie that did that best most recently, weirdly enough, was Donnie Darko. Mm. Donnie Darko had some great interaction between the kids because they were actually siblings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were also helped. stoked about Dukakis, if I recall correctly. <laughs> mm, there you go. That was a fun week. Now, should we, just to get it out of the way before there's better stuff to talk about, should we talk about the curse? About how half the people in this movie were dead in the next two years? Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. you don't know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, oh, uh, well, the real set, the real, you know, it's all tragic, but uh, the oldest sister 
died six months after the movie came out. She was strangled by her boyfriend in the driveway of uh, their house. Jesus. Um, that's, that's Dominic Dominique Dunn. She was, uh, this was her first movie and turned out to be her only movie. Um, she'd been on TV before that. She's related. She's the sister of Griffin Dunn, who, uh, you know, American Werewolf in London. Wow. And, uh, um, after Hours and things like Yuri that. Yuri Geller came through there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, Heather, uh, Heather O'Rourke, Little girl, yeah. yeah, the little girl. She survived long enough. To she be survived in the long enough to be in the sequel, and then died of uh, complications from just uh, an illness. Um, she oh my the, god! At the, at the age of twelve. Yeah. Um, oh, that's. A and, huge then, uh, and then, and then the sequel, and then, but then it gets more nebulous after that because you know they, they say, oh, and then the guy who played the bad guy in the second movie, he died. Was like, well, he had cancer when he made the movie. He was eighty <laughs> years old. Yeah. You know, and then they said, and Will Sampson, who played the spiritual healer, he well, he was, you know, he was. But, in, but the two yeah. young daughters failing died. health. Yeah, that, but the, both daughters. Uh, and both at this daughters point, it, it turns into the curse of King Tut where. It's like yeah, exactly. everybody who opened the Tuts thing died. Yeah, it's within like, seventy years, they'd all died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, by the way, fun fact: I didn't, I didn't put this together until I was reading up on it. You know, you know the the this, the ancestral home of Lord Carnarvon, the you know the guy who the guy who financed the expedition. Oh yeah, Howard Carter was the guy that did the dig. Howard right? Carter was the dig, but but uh, Lord Carnarvon was the guy who financed. Yeah, the he dig. was the Donovan. Yeah, wait, that's probably he, where the he name owns, comes from. He owns what we now would call Downton Abbey. That that's the home. That's oh, the Carnarvon. No shit. That's the Carnarvon home. Is uh, huh. that's awesome. Is uh, whatever that's really called. So like, is that going to be season five of Downton Abbey? Uh, yeah. You think <laughs> they're that, gonna, yeah, that they Hugh the needs to finance an expedition to, and they all get cursed? Well, <laughs> speaking, I mean, <laughs> I will watch that. That would be the would that be the best. A very special episode yeah. of Cotton Abbey. It? it turns into poltergeist. Carson's got like forks coming out of his eyes. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the other one. Anyways, yeah, you look deep the, enough as a curse or everything. The, that curse uh, from this one. This was a real bummer. And I'm not even going to go into it that much here. You can look it up if you're if you're curious, but it's really, really sad. The little girl who played Ducky in Lamb Before Time oh, yeah. died very young in yeah. an incredibly sad way and if you're curious about it look it up but i'm not going to tell you it's it was really disappointing to hear it she was really like seven or something yeah. like that when it happened mm-hmm. Ugh. i don't like it when little girls die especially when they were adorable in movies yeah meanwhile craig t nelson doing fine yeah and uh, you gotta wonder though if the actor yeah. the little brother was like okay shit yeah well, yeah. yeah like oh, he shit, went into oh, lockdown oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. he went into high went to hiding ever since that's a wide lens. Look at that. Yeah. Shit. Jesus, look at all the, the lines are all curved. Yeah, that's a, that was a nice moment right oh. there with that little, that little yeah. hand in the theater. That was like a great moment. And even though, even though as you're looking at it, it's obviously just the little girl's head. It still freaks you out. Yeah. It's beautifully done. We got a great uh, and a great moment coming up here because there's no cut between what's Sixth happening Sense totally here and stole this moment. what's about to happen. In the chat, they're saying one of the daughters made it to Poltergeist 3. Oh, and then died. That'd be Heather O'Rourke then. She she it was three. Okay, old. yeah. So. She's very young here. She died when she was twelve. So I think she did. Oh, okay. Yeah. And 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 the way they dealt with the the loss of the oldest daughter is they just never mentioned her again. Yeah. The other two movies. Yeah, we got people in my family like that too. Yeah. She's just vanished. From <laughs> they did the story. that in Family Matters too. Well, Who is like, this mom? This mom is kicking ass, and I don't recognize her. Oh, it's Joe Beth Williams. She was um. She, she was the bit, first credit in the opening. Yeah, she was the biggest star at the time. She uh, she was in uh, Kramer versus Kramer, um, mm. nude, nude scene. Hello, that's where. I've, hello, okay. y'all. Right. Um, I kept and, thinking. I was wondering. I've seen Kramer versus Kramer. I was thinking that I was just confusing her with Rita Wilson every time she looked familiar. She's, she was yeah. She Rita but Wilson basically took over Kramer. this gig later on, but um, but she was in a, a number of things in the seventies and eighties. Uh, still around, but uh, but she's she's really good. And, and and there's probably something that she's really really known for, but this this movie was was a, a big a big for because this was a huge movie. This movie was huge. The little girl is a waitress on the side. In terms of mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, making money, it made something crazy like seventy million. Wow! And this is you know we're talking eighty two. Yeah. 
I love uh, to me, I guess, and this may just be as as you know, someone who watches these movies all the time. I immediately like the mom more because she's she's not trying to like come up with explanations. She's like, I went to get Windex, yeah. and then the chairs are doing it. Our house is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we can make. She's totally on board with this. Let's play with it. I like later on that she's able to reproduce, like successfully just. <clears throat> do one thing over and over yeah. again. Just like put this thing here and yeah. watch it slide. Like how she's she's been it doing it all yeah, yeah. She's, been, she's, she's been able to like actually like tape down like little yeah. tracks yeah. like directions. Yeah. Okay. Don't walk there because I don't know what's gonna happen if you get in the way. Yeah. But clearly this is the spot. He doesn't like where these chairs are. He yeah. doesn't like where these chairs are. Yeah. There you go, cloud tank. Very nice. Oh man, I would if if I was a poltergeist or just normal ghost, I I really have to imagine there'd have to be some strict reasons for me not to just be an, an annoying ghost and just like do little <laughs> tiny shit that just just it's 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 an irritant. But the first time you do it, you scare the shit out of them, and then you just keep doing it. So they don't get scared anymore. They're just like that fucking ghost. Well, that happens. <laughs> that 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 actually occurs. There's the there's the element of it where they're terrified and their daughter has been stolen. But there's also the element of like, oh, the light's gonna buzz again in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Then it becomes it becomes again it becomes part of the everyday world. Like, okay, I'll just it'll pass. You know, or don't step on the circle in the kitchen. <laughs> now that I think about it, if you just did a thing where like a poltergeist can like interact with objects in the real world, but it, it's not like. If you imagine that it can exist and can be invisible, that's all you need. But it's not like supernatural or anything like that. It doesn't have, it can't alter gravity or anything. You would just, as a poltergeist, you would just walk into like the living room, you get the Kleenex box, and you'd like wait and make sure no one's around. And then you just like put it up on the ceiling and then thumbtack it into the ceiling and then walk away again. It's like, oh my God, it's up on the ceiling. It's just floating there. It's like, well, a poltergeist did put it up there. Yeah. But then he just used thumbtacks to keep it there. Yeah. But that's right. Right. You're right, right? No human could. He can't, could he can't be there the whole, all the time. Position. Like, He's do got, shit, like, be a poltergeist that haunts in a way that could plausibly just be a, like your brother. It was yeah. a, a great, uh, great skit from uh, Saturday Night Live years ago. It was that uh, John Larroquette was a guest. And it was sort of during that sort of the, the everyone says, oh, it was no good. But this is during this era, this era when it really wasn't that good a show. But um, there was one where they did this old haunted house. And, and he was like, Bob, oh, yeah. he was Bob Vila, but he was walking through the house and it was all full of these horrifying things and he was just like uh and then there's this in the living room and there's this big they had this whole rubber wall with these like people pushing oh you got a hell mouth wow that's a whole wall of trap souls you got right there i would uh, i would i would wallpaper over that i would recommend or you know maybe a good latex uh, paint great use of uh craig t nelson i agree yes no great use of the linoleum pattern yes. to hide the gag yeah i know it's it's really it's really quite brilliant and it's like it's like it's clearly this is a set, especially yeah. considering what's going to come out of the floor later. Is she but, high now? Yeah, <laughs> she's, probably. She's probably wasted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, yeah, she probably happened. saw the chairs on the table and smoked. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, ten. No uh, more ten for you, mom. Yeah. So one of those one of the for people who who are wondering what we're talking about, one of those lines is an open track to yeah, the ground, but and you they, can't and tell because it looks like all the and it's attached ones. to the it's attached to the leg of the chair. Yeah. Is that what causes this whole thing? Right then, by the way. Did the go, were the ghosts getting all like you know ornery, and then she puts the little girl in there, and they're like, ah, this thing, this thing, latch onto this thing, and that's no, how it all starts. No, because it's no, already talking. No, it's already, the TV already, already coming. Yeah, oh, they've right, already right, latched right, onto right, her. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's, the fact the fact that she puts, she's like, okay, put on your helmet. Yeah, yeah. Well, show, let's show daddy. I want to push yeah. you into the invisible, weird, and implausible yeah. force. How but many you have to wear a helmet? How many failed experiments were there? Where's the dog? 
Uh, oh yeah, that was a thing that happened. I turned inside out, and then it exploded. And yeah. I, I love the fact that they look completely high. And yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the crazy family from next door. Yeah, they're slapping themselves, and uh, yeah, it doesn't look like well, there's it's marijuana that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. it's like they 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 they've switched to meth. Oh god. <laughs> well, they say there's a mosquitoes thing, which is perfect to make the neighbor look like an asshole. That they're both like swatting at thing. Man, these mosquitoes, huh? And he's like, yeah, I've never noticed them. Yeah, that's why I don't. I don't it's I don't California. They, we don't have them. Yeah, I don't think that they exist. What what else has this been? Got, this guy been in? He's he been looks, in everything. He's he's a, he's, he's the that guy of the eighties. Uh, let me see his face. Give me his face. Movie. Cut. 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 Mr. Cut. Mr. Tuthill. For those uh, want to grab an IMDb page. Oh my God. Cut. Let's have a look. Yeah. Seriously. Hey, no. <laughs> cut, cut, not cut. going to cut. It's Spielberg. I mean Hooper. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he does look really yeah. familiar. It's Hooper. Hooper trying to be Spielberg. Now this is a scene. Now, now I would grant you this is a scene. I I like the fact that you know it's for a scene for in and of itself. I think it's a fine scene, but it's also a scene that could go because it's yeah. just, it was just sort of like okay, we can't, we already know that they have a thing with the neighbor and the neighbor doesn't like them and and blah 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 blah. blah. I I do think it's at least useful to be like in terms of you know hanging a lantern or or answering a question before the audience can ask it be like why haven't they talked to their neighbors about this why haven't they told anybody yeah and then it's like well they tried and they looked insane so <laughs> they're <laughs> not right. going to talk to anybody yeah, else so about keep it, it amongst ourselves and i think it does serve as a nice setup for part of the payoff of the climax where it does finally yeah you know, become apparent to the whole oh neighborhood and come back, oh, what the fuck is this oh yeah we had those growing up there's like abstract weirdo pastel paintings yeah Yep, got those. I you can still see them in any Motel Six. That's true. Yeah, I know. I think my mom gave them to all the Motel Six. That's 6s. where they all went. Hopefully, she starts giving away the inf- like plastic injection molded Christmas ornaments from the yard. <laughs> we don't need that many snowmen, mom. Okay, so now the movie's going to take a little bit of a turn. I think <laughs> switch from you know. Yeah, it's really sudden. Where it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. Like, it's funny and silly. And then the tree tries to eat the kid. Yeah, is it the tree? Or is and the, very nearly succeeds. Or is it the clown first? Or is it the oh, it's the, the clown is is after is, the. Oh, that's right. The clown's yeah, later. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, the tree just yeah. Suddenly, then the clown is comes. a red herring at first. That's right. It's, yeah. it's so so, so this is. I mean, this is it, actually again. Dude, I'm surprised the little boy didn't die while filming. Yeah, yeah. that's really quite something. Like holy shit! But. Um, that is part of the trivia. They almost killed that kid. Yeah, this is the really? you know, this is the limit with the clown gag. This is the limitations of uh, you know of uh, you know the effects work at the time, but it's they're pushing the envelope yeah. pretty hard, and most of this is very successful. This, I'm happy with this. It. Of course, this is a great whole, effect. Yeah, the whole sucking. Uh, the this is this of course is fantastic, is and, I, I and later it, you know they double down with Joe Beth Williams going up the wall. It's yeah, like, you know, take that Kubrick, but uh, you know it's great. I think I think. To and and looking on IMDb, there there is a Poltergeist remake slated for the yeah, next yeah, couple yeah. of years. I, um, I think they just made Insidious. Yeah, I think I think the tree. You know, they're they're going to be able. The tree is going to be better. It, the tree is going to be. So, the effects are going to be so much better, but the scene is going to be so much worse because they're going to show so much more of yeah. it. It's it's like it's, when I when I when I was reading up on the movie, it's like oh, there's a green. It's like Carrie. It's like mm-hmm. I, you can make the effects better. I just don't think you're going to make a better movie yeah. out of it. Here, and place your bets now for the upcoming Poltergeist remake. I got all right. I'm going to set uh, fifty dollars <laughs> over under. Do you think it's likely that they are going to show what it's like on the other side of the portal when Mom goes in to get her? I oh, they probably will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, everyone going to yeah, bet on that will. one. Yeah, right. they will. Because they because they can now. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> he's being eaten by a tree. He's being eaten by. This is a scary scene. This is nasty. Yeah. Just, just, just watching this yesterday, I'm like, this is terrifying. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> whoa. And and you know the fact that that's this that ain't even the scary thing that's going on right yeah. now. They're using they're using that to distract them from Rob from stealing the child. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's gnarly. Yeah. Now, if this is how Tron started, I would buy it. <laughs> we just pulled into the computer. Yeah, you know, we tested the orange, but then it got knocked down, but then we zapped ourselves because we're either Tron or Wayne Zelensky. No, fuck it. Have a poltergeist suck you into the machine and then have a, you know, light cycle fight and all that. That's what I think should happen. Why don't I get to write movies? <laughs> Hello. And am. If only you worked in the industry. God, if only we... somebody. Man, it's nepotism, I'm telling you. If I was in the system... Uh, she, she's great hey I saw, I saw something guys <laughs> great yeah. thanks for the help Meg no kidding yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right good job yeah God, there really like, is Star Wars shit everywhere look at this yeah. oh yeah, yeah. A light switch. it's one of the few things left it's it is absolutely unending yeah that that there's just star wars everywhere. oh my god he shit his shoulders that, that kid is seriously messed up yeah I mean, he's covered with covered with slime and blood and mud Look how wide these lenses all are, too. Well, thank you for this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, but, like, no, they, like they're all getting, of his, they get lots of master wide. shots. Well, no, like, even for, like, normal mediums and, and, and even close-ups, all these lenses are super wide well, lenses. Well, it's... It, Maybe it's it, a small it, house? It, no, you're responding to the distortion. That's because they're anamorphic lenses. Yeah. Oh. They're not necessarily wide. They're anamorphic. And so so you're getting the, the barrel distortion. How do you know I'm responding to the distortion, Michael? You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Look how distorted it is. <laughs> So certainly some of them are wide, but but so um, the robot yeah, survived because it was walking. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that see nowadays that's going to be like the clue. That's how you that's how you beat the ghosts. You just got to keep moving or that's something. That's right. They can that you can't cut to it. It's like in World War Z. A ghost vision is based on movement. Yeah. yeah. You guys, the ghosts hate Michael Bolton. <laughs> the whole time, all we had to do was play this Michael Bolton CD. They hate Michael Bolton. They're Bolton geists. <laughs> Bolton geists. Dad joke. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> they're bold. Hey, no, did get it? Because they're they're like, because Michael Bolton, so they're Bolton. Anyway, we'll have the special. Yeah, Dad, you don't have to drive me to the front of the school. You can drop me yeah, off. Yeah, you can drive me I'll, off. I'll walk block away. It'll be great. That'll be fine. This is this is an. It's interesting that the sequence goes on as long as it does. But I, I, I do like that they they establish. They they are they check every single place they can yeah. before accepting she has been taken to the spirit. Yeah, world. that she's not. She's gone. She's just gone. Gone. Yeah. Well, I, we know that, but it's good to see that they yeah. are left with no other option. That, that's a good point. And and I will I would bet you that in the remake when it comes, that will be one of the differences is that they yeah. will yeah. they will get to that conclusion much much faster. faster than Clearly, she's been pulled into an alternate dimension yeah. of something or otherness. I was struck by a thought while watching this that uh, is is kind of I think it might be it might come across as kind of condescending to a, a lot of listeners, but don't you kind of wish you lived in a world where all this supernatural shit was real? Wouldn't did, it be interesting? Yeah. Didn't we have this conversation did before? We? Yeah, I I feel, I feel like we did with maybe with Carrie some, but but, but I completely where it's like, agree. We're like yeah. the, we're like every now and then, rarely. But like you would hear about like, someone you know knew someone whose house exploded in a supernatural <laughs> orgasm of unexplainable origin. 
Well, that's and just what like, I, oh yeah, his house blew up in a big purple flame. I, you know, and then like every couple years you'd see video of it, but it's really like hard to spot. But more of them now because there's cell phones. Like if we lived in a world where this shit, like auras and these purple stripes just floating through the world and all that shit. Well, either I, we, I think we had this conversation before. It's like the real world is plenty interesting, but yeah. that would be a very that would interesting be cool. world to like live in. Like a garnish. It's a little rosemary on I top of the, reality. Let's say you need well, to you need to take that one step back, and then you've got a story idea. Like what? Take something that we take for granted and and posit the world where that doesn't exist and it's something that people wish for. It's like, wouldn't it be weird if they were like, okay, just bear with me. What if they were like two different kinds of people and you needed both kinds to make a baby? Oh, that's <laughs> that weird. Be, well, I, wait, like, I, so like one chops off their finger and they, they put like, it on well, the other like person? You'd have to, I guess you'd have gross. to like, somehow you'd have to exchange some, some kind of energy or something. <laughs> With like tablets probably? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> tablets. Yeah, something people like that. People tablets. Wi-Fi, right? Um, yeah, well, the, yeah, the, the real answer is if this stuff... If if it were like if reality were like what you're saying, Teague, then we wouldn't find it interesting. Well, it would be interesting. You know? It would, yeah, we would, it would find be, it would like be like an act of God. Like, there'd, oh, be insurance, yeah. there'd be insurance premiums we for would, this. It'd we would be reality. We would find it interesting in the same way that we find actual reality interesting to like the magnets. extent that we do. Or or Shark Week. It'd be like well, yeah. we have Manticore <laughs> Week on Discovery yeah. Channel. Yeah, you know? oh, they're gonna show that one guy getting eaten by that Manticore yeah. again. I love. Although that speaking clip. of which, there is there is a uh, Ted Chiang uh, short story that is basically that in. a but more religious in the sense that yes, God is real. Angels are real and angel experience, you know, biblical experiences happen every now and then. And that's just an accepted part of life. And it's, it's all about and people like living out. in that world. It's just the texture of that world. Um, Do they ultimately get bored with it and be like, Oh God, talk to me again. No, it's, <laughs> it's the, uh, it's a story of the, you know, one guy, like basically the way it's set up is uh, when there's an angel experience, uh, you know, an angel will come down and bestow some wisdom or something upon some person. Uh, but when it happens, it cre- it just wrecks reality nearby around so badly <laughs> that anybody that happens to be there gets caught up in it and is immediately sent to heaven. Ooh, so this cool. one guy is trying to get into heaven that way. <laughs> and it's He's trying him. to chase down prophecies, be yeah. like, okay, yeah. get in the blast and, and it's, zone. That's literally yeah. like, okay, so this is going to be, you know... And nobody knows when or where they're going to happen, so you have to kind of guess right. and figure it all out. And um, it's good. It's good. That could be a funny premise for a TV show, like a sci-fi channel or something like that, like a sci-fi channel original comedy, where it's this guy who just goes from place to place where a prophecy has foretold that the world will end. Like, okay, on May twenty-first, I've got to be in Kansas, but then on December twenty-first, I've got to be down somewhere yeah. in like if Venezuela. That doesn't work. Yeah. I've got to get. To but Venezuela. like, he just goes to all the ones the prophecy is foretold, and he has like wacky hijinks at all the new places every week. There's a new doomsday that he has to go and find. From, jumping back from history. Into, jumping yeah, back the into movie. the movie for a second. I this is one of the moments I don't think works and. And I don't think it, it didn't work at the time either. Um, effects wise, or well, it's or it's, it's all the more doubt. It's all the more dubious because the yeah. effects are are so uh, you know not that good. But I think it's just yeah. I think tonally it's just wrong. I think I think it's it's just way too much. It's it's they went for a joke here, and it's just it's, yeah. It, they way way overdid it, and because um, it's the idea that again it's like if this is happening. If this is happening in your in, in any places like this is you know this is national news. I'm sorry, it just yeah. is. There's just no way, you know, that these people will go. Oh, well, we're going to keep this quiet. We're going to. It's it's. I think I think it should have been 
much more understated. I would have gone with like an empty room and like something creepy is moving, yeah. but yeah. like a thing is moving. The well, bed is just kind of yeah. But that was that was just like wait for it. Like everything else is like every yeah. so often the thing happens. Okay, yeah. it's nine oh seven. Just thirty. You know, yeah, because three, it's two, just one. it's way over the top, and yeah. and the idea that which you is know, the gag because he was like it was amazing exactly. because this thing moved half an inch. No, of course hour. it wasn't visible to the eye, yeah. but the sponges migrated four feet. Yeah, right. that that's pretty. Yeah, right. see like, this. This would be the thing. Like they they were freaked out by you know seeing whatever, and then they realized that this this is just what it's like to live in this house now. Yeah. Every there's God knows what's going to start happening, and you know it's it's just the way it is. But but yeah, just they went way too big with it, way over the top with it. But um, anyway, when did Ghostbusters come out? Eighty four. Eighty four. Four okay. yeah. years later. Now it seems like we were talking about was there a connection? It's like well, Ghostbusters clearly took this yeah act of the movie. <laughs> you know, or maybe it was partly some kind of inspiration or the idea that, you know, what if we just took that part about, you know, the scientific researchers who've never seen Jack before. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and make a whole movie about just from their perspective. Oh, that'd be good. They that should would, do that. That'd be a good movie. That could be a lot of fun. I was thinking about... I mean, by, by the way, I just want to point out, uh, as we've talked about before, you know, Oscar caliber people slumming it in these kinds yeah, of movies. Beatrice Strait. Beatrice Strait right there. Be just straight notable for winning the Oscar for Network was Network, it? yeah, and and notable for a performance that was twelve minutes on screen, yeah, uh, supporting actress, not, not yeah. lead actress. She showed up for a day and tore it up so hard they gave yeah. her the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar for, for Network, like for Network, yeah. Yeah. and Ruth, here she is in Poltergeist, just like Ruth Gordon, you know, not yeah. uh, not in Rosemary's Baby a lot, but she was in it enough. Yeah. And yeah, really good, you know, good casting and the fact that she's, you know, it's it's kind of unusual that it's, it's unusual to consider that there's, you know. A, a psychic research department in a university. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know if we have many of those left anymore. Um, probably somewhere. But but she's uh, she seems very very serious. Well, she even says she's, she's like always serious. I, I'm a legitimate scientist, and then I and look at what I'm doing with my life, yeah. and I spend my time doing this crazy shit. Yeah, because that's where the grant money is. It, and it probably was in the you know mid to late 70s early 80s they were was, like yeah was, let's have a look it was more commonly yeah. you know you'd hear about it more often then i mean even the government was was doing their crazy staring at goat stuff and all that the more i think about poltergeist it, okay yeah because they're like well if this is true we don't want china yeah, to get it first it's a thing that it's a, <laughs> it, yeah, it's a thing that uh, you know it's just like with the ufos where they you know it's like the government you know if they want to keep us safe you know god forbid but uh they have to they have to do the research just to verify no there's nothing to that there's that's <laughs> bullshit we don't have to worry about that more i think about this movie and also ghostbusters i just get more and more bummed that more people haven't seen the frighteners i love the frighteners yeah i wish that movie made more of a splash that people knew about it that would, be a, funny that movie. would be a good double feature poltergeist and the frighteners would be a good double feature the frighteners yeah. would be a good one to remake yeah, maybe I mean, it's, it's really I mean, it's not it's one of those, it's yeah, not good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, more specifically, it's one that just it needs a second ad push, you know, and you yeah. can't ever get one of those for an old movie. So you'd yeah. have to make it again just to get the ad push. But yeah, it's a great concept. It's basically what Walter Peck's sort of conspiracy about the Ghostbusters is. Yeah, that's what he thinks is really happening. Yeah. Well, Here's a cheap light show to distract people from this. Only, you know, they actually he actually I has wonder, Confederate ghosts. Yeah, I wonder if that's I wonder if that's part of what inspired the Frighteners if if basically Walter, Walter Peck, Peck saying that was yeah. like yeah. what if that is hey, exactly what's happening what if that and we'll make the Walter Peck character even weirder and creepier <laughs> yeah. and more horrifying the Manson family and all that well plus you know even Walter Peck didn't go so far as to think they have actual ghosts helping them scare people yeah and then he comes in and just says alright guys you can stop alright that'll be 300 bucks that's racketeering that's ghost racketeering yeah that would be ghost racketeering <laughs> conspiracy to commit haunting <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
It's 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 like a misdemeanor. A little a little known section of the RICO Act actually prohibits yeah. that. Damn it! Regulation. Look at those lens flares! What a hack! They're so pretty. <laughs> Abrams. Pretty lens flares. Yeah, so here's where, the to me, the tone got weird watching it again. I'm like, it's been goofy and wacky and like, oh, we don't, you know. And then it's this really freaky moment and this really poignant this, moment where, this where is they're where terrified be, for their child. This is where know? I feel like Hooper was a little stronger that yeah. day. You know, this is getting into the, you know, the good, the creepy stuff. Yeah. And I like that as the foreshadowing. Those are, I, I assume those are yeah. all the bits that the people were buried with. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're spitting those back out as like a clue. <laughs> have, have my watch. Yeah. Look, it's my watch. <laughs> Why did you give that guy your watch? I just felt like the thing to do. I just thought of doing it. We're trying to get them to figure things out. Well, we move stuff. Why don't yeah, we just write messages like on the walls or something? <laughs> and they try to justify and, and talk about, uh, you know, in, 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 in ways that only, you know, the Matrix sequels <laughs> kind of did worse. But in the, in the sub- subsequent Poltergeist movies, they tried to justify more and more, you know, not only was there a burial ground, but underneath the house, there's a cave that's full of people who died because of nah and blah. Oh and then beyond that, then there's a Wait, it's turtles all the way down. Yeah, it's, it just it just it was just just that's, no. Yeah. Not only that, but the, the burial ground was on top of a burial. That's ground. exactly right. Okay, that's, so, that was, that's that's what they try and make you buy in Poltergeist Two. In Poltergeist Two, it's the same plot of land. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> or no? Land? It's a, what well, is, it's, in, land? it's in the same place. Is yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Right. House is was, built on the old thing. Yeah. No. Not, the, the idea is that well, because at the end of this movie, exactly. Like, but yeah. that, but that spot, there's still something wrong with that spot, right? right. And they're drawn back to it, and so, it turns. Oh, okay. Because now they're being pursued by this by these entities wherever they go. Oh, okay. So the idea gotcha. is they have to go back because it turns out there's a cave even deeper under the burial yeah. ground. Poltergeist two. Okay. Poltergeist yeah. two. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Let's put. Okay. There's a. Okay. Definitely over a like a, a desacredized uh, cemetery. Okay. But that's gonna be. On top of a cave of dead bodies, which is no. going to be on top of uh, an old haunted house from the 30s, which is going to yeah. be on top of how about a pool of souls, which is going to be on top yeah. of which is on top of all inside a turkey. It's That's all right. inside a turkey. <laughs> yeah. Roast it for three hours, and it's great. And when you when you cut the cross section, kind of gross. But that'll get us to Poltergeist Five, right? Poltergeist Six. All that was on top of an old. Uh, let's see, Indian racing ground, and there's sort of a car thing going on in this yeah. one. We'll hand it to the Tokyo Drift guy. Under that, under that is an old Starbucks, which really doesn't matter. Yeah, the Starbucks, the we're going to skip that one. That's <laughs> that, that wasn't a big deal. Maybe we'll mention it but in the that intro. But that was a crazy yeah. haunted Starbucks, let me tell you, when that place was open. Basically what happened was the world was originally like about five feet wide, and they, and they just built up right around this area, and everything else has been spreading around since. This also reminds going back to the movie. Um, <laughs> sure, I was on Poltergeist Nine, man. I was this, making progress. Yeah. This actually reminds me a bit. Well, part of part of you saying that part of also uh, um, reminded me. Um, Amityville Horror, of course, was a big thing oh, within yeah. a few years. Or yeah. no, Amityville Horror was like seventy four, I think. But um, I feel like that was later too. But uh, yeah. anyway, I haven't seen that. The or Texas the, Chainsaw. Well, there was the book. There was the book, and then the there was the movie yeah. a, a while later. And that, and that was that was. Amityville Horror, Amityville Horror was so, uh, one of the reasons it got so popular was because of the exact intrigue you were talking about, Teak, because they promoted it as this really happened. Yeah. The, um, the people claimed that it happened. Yeah. The book was the book was supposedly a true story. They've since everyone said. who hasn't seen it and cares, plug yours. But what's the thing in Amityville Horror? There, they, there was a murder in the house. There oh. was a, there were well there was there there was and the murder really was inspired by the devil basically by evil spirits. Yeah. Or whatever. The the, the, the hmm. guy who committed the murders was basically told by evil spirits and and 
you know, possessed by evil spirits to kill his entire family. And then this other family moves in, doesn't know about it, and the dad slowly basically becomes possessed. There's a there's essentially a poltergeist like haunting thing which leads yeah. to the dad almost killing the entire family yeah. and so they all poltergeist and shining kind of kind yeah. Of, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it's not it's actually the movie isn't half bad. It's it's uh, there's a lot of good stuff yeah. in that movie. And the the book was pretty good too. I liked I liked yeah. the book it as just, a horror it was, novel. It was just that, you know, it's just the bullshit of people claiming it was yeah. true. And I, I read uh, there were several sequels, not only not only to the movie, but also the novel had several sequels. And um, yeah. I thought I, I I thought it was an interesting series. Again, not as a real <laughs> thing, but I thought it was very interesting. One of the things that's interesting about the construction, and again, in the pre-Blake Snyder era, um, is that this middle act kind of becomes about the researchers. And mm-hmm. really, it's it's the middle act is sort of a, in a sense, is a, is a bit of a red herring. In that it's all about, okay, we're going to get these people in to research it, and they're going to, you know, they know what's going on, and they know the drill. And at the end, they go, we don't have a clue yeah. what you're supposed to do at this point. And and I, I don't feel that that's a problem or a fault or anything at all. That, that, that you know, again, the, the purpose of the middle act is just to keep your attention and then send the story into whatever yeah. the final act is going to be. And the final act is, we got to get in, like, the freaky little creep lady. Yeah. And to, uh, you know. She, well, I, I feel like this is a great, like, <clears throat> so, uh, it's misdirection because it, yeah the act two is yeah. about the researchers which builds to the creepy lady and that builds to what you think is the climax and, yeah. and cool. the, the the resolution of the movie and then it's it only after you know 10 minutes of you know normal sound seeming <laughs> yeah. stuff it's like oh that that's w- it that was all it's bullshit when, I guess. When, when Spielberg comes running and he goes guys we have more money in the effects budget <laughs> oh well, okay get everybody back in hold on hold on hold on but but and what get Joe Beth out of her trailer I've got an idea and what you're talking about is, you know, one of the first big gags in Ghostbusters, you know, is these guys have spent the last decade devoting their lives to this. Yeah. And then they finally see a ghost and then we go, now what? And they're like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. Get her. <laughs> get her. This too. Here's another little scene again. You just don't, you just don't get anymore, which may feel like filler and, and maybe it is, but you know, just a little human moment of two people going, let's talk about what the hell is happening right yeah. now. I like all of these moments. Yeah. It reminds me of Saving Private Ryan, of all things. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is like in between there'll be, the a, there'll be stuff will start exploding again pretty soon. But yeah, they do a, a whole lot of development of, of these uh, researcher characters who, who have showed up very late to the party. But... Again, I think it's I think it's fun. This is a this is a, an interesting conversation that the little kid has. It's like, okay, what if what if you kill me? I could yeah. go get her and bring her back. It's like no, which is no, which no. is also foreshadowing the idea of tie a rope around me and I'll, someone has to go get her, and that yeah. is what they do ultimately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, they just skip the part about dying. I'll say this is um, <clears throat> growing up on The Simpsons. You know, starting watching The Simpsons as a very young kid and basically to yesterday yeah uh one experience i've had many times and i hadn't had it in a while until this morning is like going oh that's That's where they pull that reference from (laughs) well the thing is the 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 i think it was the very first treehouse of horror where it's it's one of the early ones yeah yeah the the house basically that's true what they did they did poltergeist i remember that well well, they did they did half amityville half poltergeist they move into the house which is basically amityville horror and when the house destroys itself then it's poltergeist yeah 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 and that exact effect is like oh yeah (laughs) but also the the other treehouse of horror where they 
it's where Homer goes into the three dimensions yeah. one where they have to they tie a rope to oh, him yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, try to pull him out. It's it's interesting that they're talking about kind of how ghosts work and their understanding of it. And later on, Zelda Rubinstein comes in and she goes, all of that is true, <laughs> but there is also a monster. Yeah, and that's the complicating factor. If only here. it were that simple. <laughs> yeah. There's some serious shit going down here. Let me ask you guys this. Of all of the movie horror things, which would you be the most worried and or terrified and or incapacitated by? Like you got ghosts, you got turning into a fly, you got you Wolfman, you got Frankenstein, you got zombies, you got all these things. I think Which, the, the thing is probably as, the scariest. Yeah, as long as yeah, we, let's, thing, let's stay in the same sort of like order of magnitude in terms of scale. So I'll, I'll let the thing go in there too. Not like, you know, giant monsters or shit like that, but you know, of, of the stuff that's human-sized-ish, I, you know, I, I would be pretty terrified by a, a thoroughly haunted house, like with the, you know, hands pushing out the walls and all that stuff. I think that would scare me more than like a Frankenstein's monster would. Actually, or I zombies. Think if if we can put it in the category, I would uh, put Invasion of the Body Snatchers oh, yeah. in there too. Ooh. Just the idea of everybody. You're, yeah. The whole Well, it's the, the same, world. it's the same terror as the thing. Yeah, that's true. There, yeah. That's true. Well, the thing is more violent. The yeah. thing is the body snatchers on bath salts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with the thing, there's just the one. The thing about yeah. the body snatchers is that just it's. Well, the it starts that way, and then it's chipped away, yeah, one by one. Well, that's what 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 would happen with the thing if if it got out. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. The creature doesn't scare me that much because I can just avoid lakes. Um, you know, there's not even lakes around here. Fuck you, creature from the Black Lagoon. And what's a lagoon anyway? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, really, just stay out of the Black Lagoon. How hard yeah. is that? Vampires <laughs> are scary. Like old school vampires are scary. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster but not they, so scary. It depends on well, it depends on if they function by what rules they function by. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, you know movie canon rule. That would be an I interesting guess. world. I, I'm sure it's been done, you know, in variety, in various ways. But the, if you, if the strict, like the, to me, the best vampire story pretty much is Salem's Lot. Yeah. The way, the way King approached it. And the idea that, you know, they, they do adhere to the, you have to be invited in trope. Which I was like, that would be a weird life. Like you knew that at night, okay, once the sun goes down, the vampires are out, and they're gonna ring the door. But no, no, you can't. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the news? I've got I've got seven layer dip. No, you cannot. No, Hello. the dip can come in, not you. Yeah. Hello. Leave the dip My on the doorstep. My name is Dracula. <laughs> I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> and then they're at the you know they're at your upstairs window. Come on, no, stop it. Quit levitating. The, the, there was that moment in uh, the original Buffy movie had that. Where his buddy showed up at the window, he's like, "Hey, can I come in?" No. Yes, I remember. Come on. <laughs> it's 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 a truly. I remember it being a truly horrifying moment in the TV movie version of Salem's Lot, when the kid comes to the window and and he's just, he's literally like levitating and like sort of banging mm-hmm. on the window, trying to ask his friend to let him in. It's just like, no, never caught that one. Horrifying moment hey, I, on TV. It's, zombies it's, aren't scary. Salem's Lot is streaming somewhere, and I've been meaning to rewatch it. Yeah. Like as you imagine, zombies. Also, like, Toby Hooper, by the know, way, dying. That's true. That's dying right. in a horde of zombies is really terrifying. But you don't ever imagine yourself dying in a horde of zombies. You just imagine yourself fighting them off. Yeah, because they're kind of easy. Imagine, to, as long as you're you smart-ish. imagine watching everyone else go down. Yeah, exactly. So like that's not as terrifying. Like as like the house coming in on you and like grabbing you and that kind of shit would really terrify me. Sure, Dracula and uh, not really. So here's the scene that just is weird. werewolves scare me. Yeah. The idea of a werewolf scares me. Werewolves are scary. Really? Like I don't know. Well, werewolf is more, no more scary on, depending than like, on how like aggressive. If they were like yeah, if they're uh, like bears in your neighborhood, yeah. you know, it's well, like, exactly well, to the same extent. Well, the question that bears is, scare me. Do werewolves scare you, or does the idea of being werewolf scare you? 
I think, well, I think the idea of like, yeah, a, a bear or something getting loose in my, in my neighborhood is scary because it's like, I can lock my door, but they'll knock that shit down. Yeah. They don't, they, I don't have to invite them in. Like they'll, <laughs> they'll just tear me up. So now this, this scene here is for me is yet another sort of like, okay, the, the shotgun approach is a little too broad. Yeah. Um, the stake is, the stake is okay. But then when this guy has this hallucination, it's like, well, at no other time does that happen. Yeah. Well, you can't say this movie doesn't have advancing stakes. Yeah. Oh, they raised the stakes. They just moved it off of the line. Yeah. So this is just pure, you know, gross out, horrifying. Oh, my God. And then there's maggots. Oh, no. What are we going to yeah. do? This is Toby Hooper. Yeah. This is a Toby Hooper. Ran out of pot this day. Yeah. This is Toby Hooper actually, on, a, you know, on, a, on a bender. No. And it's going to get even worse now. And and again, it's all it's all purely arbitrary and doesn't advance the plot and is, you know, is a memorable scene that people remember. Um, this is really fucked up. It's it's yeah. messy, but uh, but it's you know it doesn't it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. The the aesthetic of a lot of the effects. So that's, this one's makeup. Yeah, makeup so far. And I think the next one is going to be a puppet. Now it's yeah, a now it's already which a... apparently that those hands are Spielberg, so he you could get the exact he could get like the exact tearing. Yeah. That it's he really the pos- spooky. The position is in the wrong yeah. place. But so, yeah, but this is where you're like, what the hell is this movie doing now? What in God's name is this movie doing? The, the I guess they probably used um, um, silicone or something, but the particular way that they do a lot of the effects, like the way it's kind of translucent. He became Martin Short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when, when the, uh, you know, the hell mouth opens up and it's like this throat and it's got the tendrils and stuff like yeah. that. That's a, it's an interesting, um, and very, very effective and scary look. Um, in the chat, speaking of horror monsters and which would be the most terrifying in real life, no one's mentioned it. Oh, so, <laughs> <whoa>. <laughs> all right. Get an involuntary it. response. Screwball, you just got to Brian. Good job. Yeah. Uh, it is a movie. And I actually just talked about my with my mom about this recently, and she she claims that I insisted on watching it on you know some movie night when I was like five years old or something. Oh wow! I don't remember insisting on. It. I just remember it was movie night. There was and a clown on the it. box. I wanted to see it. <clears throat> and uh, I like clowns. That, yeah, it. I saw it way way too young, <laughs> and it stuck with me for a very very long time. I don't think I've ever seen the entire miniseries. It is a. It's a very good book. Yeah, up the until the end where it gets yeah. really weird. But yeah. Um, turtle <laughs> but just one not all the way down wait so mine was the walls right are you going with it yeah well in terms of just like autonomic pure yeah <laughs> for you to be the pro think of it in terms of you being the protagonist in a movie with this as the monster so you you keep encountering it for whatever reason mine would be yeah. the haunted house walls that i can't get out of sort of thing yeah pure terror level it yeah mike you sticking with werewolf uh I would I would go with actually with body it? snatchers or the thing or something like that like we talked about. Trey, what's yours? I I I think of of the of that list. I think I would have to go with you know the zombie plague. I there mm. was a there was a moment. Uh, um, zombie redneck torture family. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that, well, not, not not that specific. Just in general. Just again, the concept of something that so few zombie movies really capture is you know the idea that there are billions of people on the planet. Um, there was a, actually there was a moment uh, this season of uh, Walking Dead's been kind of hit and miss, but there was a really good moment last night's episode where they try they're driving and try to get to a place and they drive over a hill and they literally see like all the yeah. zombies in existence out to the horizon, like hundreds of thousands of them, and it's just yeah. like whoa! I mean, in a way that the, the show had never done before, and it was like okay, that's what it would be like. Yeah. There would be impenetrable hordes of zombies <laughs> on the planet, and there's no way you can fight against that. That was that's the scary bit. Yeah, there was a well, I, I've 
Mike, I've had that the, thought in, about huh? in the chat room. Snail is disappointed that you uh, didn't go with unicorn. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. I've had that thought about uh, with the with the zombies or any kind of apocalypse. The people, you know, people will like, oh yeah, the people make plans for like the zombie apocalypse. Like, what would we do? And I, I always think because of what you're talking about, you know, the billions of people. I'm going statistically, yeah. I would just. I would go down before yeah, I even exactly. knew an apocalypse just, was happening. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get to make plans for the apocalypse. I will have been destroyed before I'm even aware it was occurring. God yeah. knows, I would see the first zombie, try to make friends with it, and get bitten, and That'd I would be the a, second yeah, zombie. You'd be like patient three. Yeah, yeah. but uh, this uh, upside down and backwards in the water tank, y'all. There you go. Um, a little more of that happening. How do they do those spinning dots? Those are cool. Those, those are pro- probably more conventional animation. Yeah, same yeah, way they, they, they did in really smooth. Close Encounters, probably. Yeah. yeah that's, Feels very close. Encounters. I mean, this was this was post Close Encounters because yeah. Spielberg was involved. This is ILM. Very similar. So, this is eighty two. This is between Empire and Jedi. Yeah. yeah, that's true. This is this is Return of the Jedi didn't exist yet when this movie came out. Otherwise, he would have had a bunch of Ewoks <laughs> in his room. Yeah, probably. That's true. Yeah. He would have. Yeah, he would have been attacked yeah, you, by an Ewok puppet, which would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's pre Jedi because it's all Battle of Hoth stuff. He's he's got yeah. set up in his room. Surprised he doesn't have a Boba Fett uh, poster. This is interesting. The the early idea that and and you know um, the EVP electronic voice phenomenon is yeah. kind of similar to this, where the idea that the cameras can see something that you can't. Yeah. You know, they all they just saw little little lights blazing around, but the camera sees people, um, and and you can see more more accurately that way somehow. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was younger, I was very into you know paranormal. Yeah. research and all that and you know and also all this stuff was really familiar when i saw the you know i'd pretty much come to the conclusion that it was all bullshit but the 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 the, the trappings were all very familiar when i saw this movie i was like and and and, and anyone who was around in that era was aware of that stuff because it was kind of it was again it was i don't think it gets it's not as mainstream now but it was sort of an awareness of it if you were if you were a person who was into star wars and and everything else you were probably also the kind of person who was probably you know into psychic phenomenon and and and, and ghosts and the Bermuda and, triangle and all that kind of stuff yeah. that was that was like you know all the nerdery there was for us to be into at that point so um what else would you talk about at your D games <laughs> you know that's something i've something i did that those people were messed up <laughs> <laughs> those were nerds I, I there was only like i was only aware of like one of them that existed around me they were like gay people they were like i don't know what they do i don't know what that's about but i just know i don't want to be involved so so yeah to this day i don't know what that's all about <laughs> those people are twisted so, D&D I'm talking about I'm, I'm, yeah. I've met gay people since we cannot allow D&D marriage no <laughs> no we cannot allow the children. marriage I don't care how a troll and <laughs> I do elf. not care how high your charisma is it doesn't matter it doesn't make a difference <laughs> how do you know about that you're one of them <laughs> <laughs> you're just the way they look at my vorpal sword <laughs> I do like that little bit where like, look, we're we're fresh out of booze. <laughs> yeah, like we're right. just gonna have to live Woo, with this now. Big night, huh? Wow. <laughs> Okie dokie. So this is you know, this is I, they turned the corner here where these researchers kinda went, Well, one guy just can't hack it at all. Yeah. He's freaked out and, he, and I and I'm I'm gonna go away for a little while and we're gonna send yeah. the family away. He 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 tore his face off last night. He's it was his Vietnam and he's yeah, not coming he's, back. Uh, he's he's gonna go back to uh TAing and uh Maybe get a maybe get a vocational he's switch to an art degree. Yeah, he's switched to a liberal arts major now. I do love this scene again. Tonally, it's not quite right, but 
like you said, he's, they're just used to living in this house. There yeah. gets to be a point where he's like, oh, we've upset the piano. We better get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the piano's angry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, you just need to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the blood usually gets off on the third floor. That's yeah. weird. So yeah, James Karen, James Karen, who uh, uh, was another one of those, that guys was just in every single thing, but uh, right around, I guess it was a few years later, several years later, six or seven, he was a great, great, uh, great bit part in uh, Return of the Living Dead, which uh, is the, the comedic take on on the whole Living Dead phenomenon. Yeah. Where um, the brains thing comes the brains, from. That's, that's where brains comes from, is Return of the Living The original Le- Return of the Living Dead is really a lot of fun and worth watching, and very, and very... Re- Recursive because it you know the, the characters spend a lot of time debating what the movies have taught them about the living dead and <laughs> and, and and being <laughs> one guy is very very upset that it turns out the movies were wrong about how zombies operate. But uh, he was one of the he was he had a great a great bit in that movie. Yeah, it's so it it, it is really fascinating that she's like okay, well my child has been abducted by ghosts. She lives in the TV now. She lives in the TV now, but uh, laundry still got to get done. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and I love the. But then, but then it takes the turn at the end of this scene where, where you know, there's there's the normal world, but there's still this terror just behind this door. What is that little thing in the bedroom on the wall, right at the floor? No parking. Freaking me out. It's like an owl statue or something. Okay, that's your problem right there. Get that shit out of the house. It'll be normal again. That's that's some that's some serious kitsch you got going on there. (laughs) Also, look at all the different carpets. There's red carpet, yellow carpet. There's carpet on the walls. Yeah. There's not carpet on the walls. <laughs> it's a textured wallpaper. Okay. Yeah. There, yeah, there's the hint that uh, Caroline was born in the house. All right, fine. So she's already messed up. This is a this is a heck of a... Uh, I mean, I assume they, they found some... some property that yeah. was being developed or something no this is all this, cg this, yeah uh, i was i was thinking i was they like, digitally removed all those houses i was like that's a hell of a map painting that i was like no 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 that's no, not how this, this worked is, back then this is a housing development being built yeah. yeah foundations are down looks like the rebar is down there too so which is fortunate because you know they they wrote the script and they're like okay we better find a housing development because <laughs> we can't afford to make one ourselves in, in the middle in the mid 80s it, it, it was, it was pretty easy to find a housing <laughs> development being built i mean i i used to live on what and and well actually well fun fun story coming up but i used to live on what was the outskirts of really what suburbia was which you know in the et house area that was the extreme fringes and just in the decade or so that i lived in that zone it's like 10 housing developments got built within mm, a yeah. couple of miles of me I was going on in the one of the towns I, I grew up in. It was like one of those cities where like a suburban area right outside a city that, all right, well, the city was small enough in the 80s that they didn't need too many suburbs, but it's getting bigger in the last 20 years for some reason. And now we need suburbs everywhere. So they were just sprouting up like weeds. <laughs> and I went from being a place that looked like, you know, mostly fields and some trees and un- unused farmland with a sub like a subdivision here or there to sprawling suburbia over the course of us living there. And it's annoying. But mm-hmm. these are really fun to hang out in when there are like the roads are down and the cul de sacs are there, but there's nothing else because it's so creepy. There's just something really weird about paved yeah. roads in the middle of grass. Like, oh, what are we doing here? Well, there's that place down by LAX that anyone? used to be a neighborhood that they tore down that you can. Ooh. It's, 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 they tore it's, down it's, a whole it's, neighborhood? Yeah. It's, oh. it's, uh, it used to be this little seaside neighborhood and then they built LAX and it's right over the, the, the planes take off as they head out over the ocean. It just was unlivable there. Huh. So, so the airport bought the land and raised it all. And you can still drive through it. Most of it's fenced off. But it used to be this community 
and then they now it's just the the foundations and empty empty roads. There's something like that out on the Salton Sea too. There is a oh, yeah. Bombay Beach, which I went down to there a, a little while ago, maybe a month ago now, with uh, Paulu and Ian Hubert, uh, just to take pictures and stuff. There's a video of it on my YouTube account called The Impossible Sea, but it's super creepy. It's like a, they 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 thought they make a little resort. But then everyone realized that the Salton Sea kind of stinks. Yeah. It's just kind of dead and really high, like salinity, and things fall into it, die, and then wash ashore, and it smells like ass. So it's this like planned resort community that didn't take off 45 years ago. And now it's just these. It's in the middle of nowhere. In the too, middle huh? of fuck all nowhere. And it's like all. It looks like Fallout. It looks exactly like Fallout. Next yeah. to an impossibly large, totally still, wave free lake in the middle of the fucking desert. It is the most creepy thing, and it would be a well, great it's like place. Those, it's like those cities in China you see pictures of where it's like, yeah, this city can house 100 million people, 20,000 yeah. live here because yeah. nobody else can afford to. Talk about the zombie yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. It's like- It'd be a great place to film, Salton Sea, uh, Bombay Beach, would be a great place to film a horror movie if you could stand to be there and breathe for you know two, yeah. or, two or four months. It's just so, it stinks so bad, so many flies, but it's so creepy. It's interesting. Again, Emptied out resort. Looking at this movie again through modern modern sensibility, and, and you know, and, and we, as much as anyone has, have always talked about how you know the order you need to do things in, but the fact that they they didn't even introduce Mister Teague or the entire concept of burial ground, burial grounds, or anything until basically the gateway to the third act yeah. is doesn't feel like a mistake, and it doesn't feel wrong. No. But nowadays, I think if you know if we were breaking that script down, you go, you got to bring that idea in sooner. You can't just like pop it out at the, yeah. the beginning of the third act. But it's like it's where this movie is going to take this, you know, this weird. It's going to turn, but it's not. It's not. It's not like it's not set up, and it's not like it's wait. I, you totally lost me, movie. I don't know what's happening now. But the fact that they didn't bring any of that idea yeah. into the story at all, and they did it very cleverly because they brought it in wrapped in. Your career is about to take off, which they did. You know, they, they have did set establish up his the career. career. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know that his his career is going well. So they they took that to the next level. Yeah, but also used that as an excuse to fold in. By the way, here's some information. Yeah, but but it, you know, so yeah, so it's it, it it is it feels organic. Yeah, but then you realize that you know they are there are suddenly like. Here's there's the a, plot. There's a there's a there's a secret filling and uh, there's a secret sauce on top. Well, like, yeah, I did like it's basically the magic bean. Yeah. Like that's the core yeah. of the magic bean there, and they're yeah. not. I think we would be accustomed. Yeah, yeah, we would be accustomed to like, well, you got to drop the magic bean in the first ten pages, yeah. otherwise, yeah. it's you're, they even yeah. otherwise people won't know what the movie's about. I yeah. like that they almost even shot it the way we're talking about because it was just a conversation on the hill. <laughs> yeah, them talking about his career and there's this picket fence in the foreground, yeah. but you don't really know what it is. And then halfway through the conversation, the camera pulls back and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> <The> damn cemetery. <laughs> So yes, yeah, so and then, then Zelda Rubenstein comes out of, out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, well, what now? What's going on? You know, what, what the hell is that her name? Zelda Rubenstein? Are you sure it's Zelda Rubenstein and not uh, Gilbert Gottfried? I, I know it looks like him. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, from uh, from Raiders of the Lost Ark, the the Nazi. Oh, oh, face melting Nazi. <laughs> Tote. Tote. Thank you. Well, I thought. Wait, who's the little lady? Because she's Zelda awesome. Rubenstein. Uh, Zelda Rubenstein. Right. I was joking. Yeah. No, okay. she looks because she's she's great yeah. and. Showed up later in uh, in behind the mask, yeah. and I love how this is this. There's like this weird thing where we still, by and large, just won't put little people in movies unless oh. it's a weird character thing. Mm-hmm. The only two exceptions I can think of where it's just like they're a character and it doesn't fucking matter at all are this movie and her, and then in Elf, Dinklage shows up as like a guy <laughs> who it doesn't even matter aside from the fact that they make a sight gag out of the like the Elf. Will Ferrell gets confused and thinks he's an Elf for a second and haha. But he's just a character in it. But by and large, you don't ever have just little people in movies because they exist to 
you guys. Mm-hmm. And I love that she's in this and it's not even a thing. It's like, yeah, she's the clairvoyant. What do you, what do you care? It's, I don't. Cool. Awesome. And she does a great job. Well, it's just it, great it, to see a little person in a role that they're not pigeonholed into. To, to, to be fair, they probably did choose her because they're like, that's going to creep people that's out. That's so, so weird. Yeah. Um, it, the, it's, it she was hard. Like f- she could have been Umbridge. Yeah, no. she would have been yeah. great. The The description of Umbridge, that her. Yeah. yeah. Should have been her. Yeah. Um, well, watching who did Umbridge was good too. Well, yeah, yeah. She, uh, uh, Melda Staunton was good. Sure. Um, watching this last night was actually really difficult for me to connect with this character because I'm like, the people in real life who are this woman are fucking parasites and I yeah. loathe them. It's true. And yeah. so it's so yeah. hard for me to get on board with him being one, her being one of the, the good guys <laughs> in this story. It's Yeah, this movie, of course, obviously the movie posits a world where these things are true. Right, exactly. Which means that this, this, this could, she's she, helping. she could be genuine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that she's one of the ones that actually does help because Although, these things that's do happen. Funny. She's still kind of full of shit, though, because... Yeah, well, she, her whole thing doesn't actually solve the problem. Yeah, that's Mike, true. Right. Here's an idea for a script. Go, go, she's, go got, right she's got part of the story, but she doesn't fix everything. My, fa- my favorite gag is later when she's like, I should go. You've never done this before. Neither of you. <laughs> You're right. You <laughs> You're go. Right, you go. <laughs> Mike, write this. Write the script. Okay. Yeah. We're in a world. The movie universe is a world where there are dead people and they do communicate sure. with the, the plane of the living and all that shit. That all happens. Your main character is John Edwards. Uh-huh. And I mean, the literally, fake, fake. he really can't talk to dead he's, people he's in a world medium. where they really are there. <laughs> so he's a guy who's a who's a fake medium, like all mediums are. But only then, he's a fake medium where there's actually dead people around. Uh-huh. He just can't talk to them. But he's he's like he's a squib. So it's like right. the, the anti frighteners. Yes, exactly. And you can make all your jokes about how he can't actually talk to the dead while getting your fun, highfalutin, fantastical Spielbergian dead yeah. people movie. Well, that's what uh, that's uh, ghost ghost. That's what Whoopi Goldberg's character in Ghost is about. She's a she's a fake psychic who then gets contacted by a real ghost and can't deal with it. I guess that's true. There's that. Yeah. 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 Maybe it'd be good for another John. It's not the whole plot. It's it's sort of this character subplot. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it should be. All right. John uh, David Wong. Make that. That's John dies at the end three. Something like that. They encounter this dude who sucks. In fact, that's the title. <laughs> that's, uh, they encountered they, the dude that That sucks. would be his title, yeah. The David and John encounter this dude who sucks. Seriously, dude, <laughs> seriously, don't read it. Seriously, dude, don't read it. <laughs> this book is full of guys who suck. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, the fact that she's just going to come and like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're an hour and a half into the movie and let me just sort of explain... Let me just just expo dump like you've never yeah. heard before. Man, what a what an expo dump yeah, this right. is. And yet I find it, you know, I don't I don't mind it. I don't I don't think I don't you know it doesn't, I, doesn't feel overlong and I don't uh, I don't feel it doesn't feel wrong. I agree with that and I I feel the same way about a scene that people take uh umbrage with huh, umbrage ah. uh in Psycho where at the end of the movie, I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen Psycho. Oh, yet. The, the, I the psychologist, the explanation. Yeah, where, scene? where he, he like, there's like a five minute explanation at the end of Psycho, where it's like, oh. do you need that? No. And people have been like, ah, you, Goldman, you should, in you should particular cut hates that. Yeah, Goldman, you should cut that. But I didn't mind watching that expo dump either. Expo ecto dump. I think if an expo dump is far enough into the movie, you're either on board or you're not. Yeah, and it's it like this, for example, like you're either completely on board with the movie or not at this point, and so it's you're either. Want the, enjoying it or you left yeah you're either enjoying it and want the further information in yeah. the in the the uh painting of the world the world building or 
Or you've already checked out. It's true. It's less of an, like we've talked about a few times before, it's not as bad of an expo dump because we want to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So she's coming in and going, okay, here's what's happening. And you're like, oh, yes, please inform me because I've been waiting. If she popped into the first 10 minutes of the movie and went, oh, well, A and B and C and D, then that would be an entirely different story. And they would, again, someone would probably, that would be the note you would get now is is someone would, can't can't she like be like a door to door, like for like, like Carrie's mom, you know, she's like, comes up, wants to give you some tracks or stuff. (laughs) And they like, no, no, go away, crazy lady. And then later they have to go, no, we have to invite the crazy lady who is not crazy at all after it turns out, you know, that would be the, that would be the trope that they would they play would, off They now. would find the tract at some yes, point. Exactly. They'd be like, wait a second. The crazy person. Yes, that's why she... Oh, we have to get her back, you know. As far as I can remember, we've always said exposition dump, never expo dump. So expo dump is a new term. While it's fresh, can we change it to exposion? Because <laughs> that's a cool term. Exposion. That's also not a term. But. Well, neither is expo dump. We just added that because it's too long to say exposition dump every time. So if we're going to do expo dump, let's just do exposion. I love it. The sudden explosion. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I hate you guys. The, uh, that, that last scene was, it, it was also important to make sense of what's going to happen in this scene. Yeah. Because knowing the context of, okay, she's got to lead them into the light to get rid of them, but we've also got to get her away from the beast and all of that. So when she's saying, tell her to go into the light, okay, tell her not to go into the light <laughs> yeah, and all of that. Wait, we, what? we are on board with all of that. Tell her to jink to the left a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go, double back. Head toward the light. But when you get to the hot dog stand, just just wait on the corner, and we'll come get you. I just love the the. This is all one shot, by the yeah, way. This scene. This is great. I, I love the um, that the in, in even amidst all the you know the the psycho babble and all that kind of stuff, that there's also these very mundane things with, with the tennis balls. Yeah. Like all right, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a tennis ball through the gateway and like. You know, we're putting numbers on it to make sure it's the same tennis ball because if it's a different tennis ball, we're screwed. Yeah, we're I, still in the, we're still in the same single here. I I I do also enjoy like you were saying going back to, uh, it, it's a little bit funny, but it's also very appropriate it, the 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 suburban life aspect where yeah. where you know the psychic's like who is she more intimidated by and he's like the him he's like excuse me <laughs> hey. I read her bedtime stories yeah. he's like no that's not the point that's just right. <laughs> just just come on straight up you're yeah. the dad come on All right, it would be an interesting like to do to do this now. Where it's like, no, she will only hear the voice of her mother. Yeah. And for her just to have a much better relationship with her dad. Yeah. And like, well, <laughs> but I'm actually a lot closer yeah. to her. Like, nope, Di- sorry. Diane, you've always been a little distant with the kids. Hey, what are you talking about? You're <laughs> but not it's got to be the mom. mom. Supernatural rules yeah. require it to be the mom. You're not that great a mom, really, when it comes down to it. Do we have to talk about this right now? But that, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm thinking of that. I'm like, that's actually a great arc to give that the would mom be really she has yeah. to step up and be the mom in That's order true. to save her yeah. child if she was even like even not as not as good yeah Just the real the real the real honest yeah mom. the honest portrayal is like she's not that good of a mom but then she has to plunge into the afterlife to save <laughs> yeah, her child that's right. so I'm, it's like I'm going in now if kramer versus kramer ended this way yeah it's a hell of a movie kramer versus kramer versus the afterlife <laughs> kramer versus, versus kramer versus the poltergeist versus the beast <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We're still in the yeah. still in the one, and it's all just to get us to the to the doorway. Kramer that is versus a, Kramer versus the Poltergeist that versus is the world. Such a great chilling Predator. line that yeah. she has about the beast. She is like, "It knows what you're afraid of. Don't give it any help. It knows too much already." I'm yeah. like, "Damn, that's Ooh, scary." Yeah. I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. 
And this this entire sequence here is so simple and yet so <laughs> yeah, this awesome. Is like just three grips in there yeah. with some reflector <laughs> boards. <laughs> I've walked into I've walked into you know Halloween haunted houses that have a room that looks like this. Yeah. It's not hard to set up, and yet it's so effective in this in this scene. More lens flares. Yeah. Yeah. What a hack! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. When did that start? That's happened twice today already. Was that, something, is that from something else? Lens well, flares. Keep, what a hack. Because everyone's get, always getting on Abrams. Yeah. But I'm, uh, so I'm doing that. Although, Every time I see lens flares in a classic movie, I'm like, ha fuck the world. Well, he, <laughs> I think he would have made his life better if he just Die hard. if he just laid off on him as opposed to coming out and saying, yeah, I think I went too far on the lens flares no. thing. If he just like not done them the next time, I think people would have forgotten. No, yeah. I, I think he did himself a disservice by calling it out. No, like, well, no I think, I, I don't no, think, I think the problem is the fact that he, he did them a lot in the first one. And everybody went, yeesh. And to his credit, he went, yeah, I think I did a little too much. But then he did the exact same yeah. thing the second movie. That's that's the problem. I think, it, But didn't he say I did a little bit too much after Into Darkness came out, though? Well, he did it both times. The yeah. first time the he hell? was like... He's the, like, he can't control himself. Yeah. That, that's, the that's, thing. What, like, that's exactly what he said. He was like, every time... He, he was talking about in, in Into Darkness, he was like, there were so many times where I was watching, where I was set, we were setting up a shot, and I was like, oh, it'd be great to have a lens flare here. And he's like, I... He's he's like I did stop myself a bunch of times, yeah, like, but I couldn't. Like Doctor <laughs> so Jekyll that, and Mister Flair. See, that's yeah. got to mess you with your head when you're yeah. going. Yo, I'm, oh, there's some douchebag in the internet who's going to write a fucking blog post about the if I do this lens flare, and then you're questioning every lens flare you do. <laughs> that's that's why you just you know never read the comments. Yeah. Um, speaking of never reading the comments, um, you know um, we miss you, Damon Lindelof. Uh, mm. But here's yet another topic of story gravity. They're not saving the world yeah. here. They're they're just getting one kid yeah. out of limbo. Well, they're getting their kid out of limbo. Well, yeah. that's the thing. They're not saving the world. This uh, how can how is this a major motion picture? This is their their this 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 one kid. I mean, is this most of this movie takes place in the one house? Can the kid be the cure for cancer or something? Yeah. Can't she be like you know the spiritual? Can't they live on the bottom floor of a giant tenement? Yeah, and if they don't, you know, <laughs> so when it blows up, the whole place is gonna die. Where's the ticking clock, man? I don't understand what's going on. See, you can tell that they didn't actually shoot this on the moon because there's two light sources. Yeah, that's right. That's I a just, good flare. I, I, that's I, cool. I just can't help but think about the Simpsons episode. Like that's all I see when I see these moments. <laughs> He's a big fan Did of whip pans. He's used like four or five whip pans in this yeah. movie. Yeah, Did anybody see the movie? I like Tron? that shot. That's no, a great. No, that's a great no, effect no, where the rope, the, no, the rope no. trick there, where mm. the rope just stops, is a great look. You know, they, and again, it's like story gravity. It's like, it's like not since Attack the Block has there been such a, an epic uh, action scene of. So wait, one guy's in this room and the others are in the other room. Yeah, in pulling the, on it, a rope in a house. <laughs> Nobody will be seated during the guy in the other room. Session. You know, Michael Bay tipped over a whole skyscraper and everyone went sliding down. I was like, I know, that's because he can't make an, a story interesting otherwise. To be fair, that's a pretty badass sequence. <laughs> it's great. It's a fine <laughs> sequence. And this, yeah, when the, ooh, ectoplasm for days, man. I feel so bad about it when they fall out of here in a second and they're covering yeah. that goo. Just after you've told us about all the stuff, that, that st- ugh, the, how gross it is. What is it? It's the stuff in milkshakes. What's that called? Gelatin? Methicil? Methicil. That's Methicil, what it was. the blob, yeah. Just like nasty stuff. Methicil, isn't that the, what they need in Breaking Bad all the time? <laughs> Practically. Lydia. Um, it's just a just a couple of carbon Lydia. atoms. It's, off. it's basically the same. Um, um, uh, if you if you had the, the Ghostbusters toys back in the 80s, they would they would all come with this Play-Doh can of oh, slime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically that stuff. I it guarantee was, you they had to food test that and take it out to the FDA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, you know, there's no reason a kid would possibly eat this. So, of course, they will. Yeah. Yeah. Ultra Slime is still 
for sale. You know, it's, it still exists. Um, Isn't there like a weird secondary reason they add salt to Play-Doh so that it tastes like something? Like there's a... I think they probably just added salt to Play-Doh so it tasted salty and you didn't want to eat it. I think it's probably also antibacterial just oh. in general. Uh, yeah. I mean, they used to package Play-Doh with silver, but you know. <laughs> that was that was vampires. <laughs> and it's also interesting that... It's it's like they they infuriate the beast and all of that, but then it seems to work. Like they come out the other end. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought things had gone terribly wrong because Coach here decided not to listen to. <laughs> is this just a? <laughs> yeah. Is this projection in the Doc. background just a film leader they're playing over and over again? It might well be. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like one. Just walking toward a big big projector. In fact, I'll bet you that's what it is because there's a very distinctive projection pattern that's happening behind them. It's not just a flashing light. I think it is probably a projector. That's and it looks. Mm. Maybe not in that shot. In the wide shots, you can see that it's projecting a pattern on there that's flickering every frame. Well, but it looks like someone, like like a film leader, like where someone from, scratched on it with a marker. A bunch from of what I read, I believe they used um, to to get the patterns. They were shooting through an aquarium and they were putting turbulence yeah. in the water to work to keep the the patterns moving. I have to say that again, it's you know, and, and it's certainly because of its uh, you know product of its time. And I saw this movie before you know there was such a movie as Ghostbusters or any any of those other kind of movies. Um, this sequence, I think, just rocks. This is this is what I'm talking <laughs> about with this it sequence firing on all cylinders. You know, rocks so hard, and you know, by today's standards, there's a tiny bit of CG. You know, it's not even CG; it's hand animation. Tiny bit of animation, a couple of optical effects, but this is almost entirely practical, and in you know, ridiculously simple by modern movie standards. Yeah. It's a strobe light and sound design. Yeah, strobe and, light and wind and a, and a fan. Yeah, and as you know, and and all that's at stake is you know trying to get one little girl out, and we don't even go in to see what happens yeah. in there. And and yet still this you know the sequence I think is just fantastic. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> Do you know the way to Pomona? Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, recently revisited that that Jurassic Park YouTube clip of Hello. Hi. 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 Hey. Hey. Really and then I like how the T Rex is like, oh hey. I watched. Uh, I just watched Jurassic Park the other day, and that one moment where. Uh, Ellie is in the bunker and the uh, the, handful. the, ra- the, the raptor oh, pokes okay. through the pipes behind her. Hi. Moment is entirely ruined for me. Hi. <laughs> it's supposed to be this horrible jump scare and I just laugh. Go to YouTube and type it. in Jurassic Park. Hey, yeah. someone just made a super cut of all the dinosaurs entering frame and going hi and dubbed over them. Gone. Hey. Yeah. So this is just seriously weird now. All of a sudden you're just like, what the hell? Oh, that stuff. That that's, might just that, be jelly. That's some that's some serious methicil action going on there. Uh, is that the stuff that Bill Murray was like, never again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's gnarly. I was noticing, just speaking of Ghostbusters again for like a ninth time on this. And one. there's there's a, a a whole rebirth thing going on. Yes, very so. much uh, rebirth. Yeah, yeah. And you know, she comes back changed. She comes back yeah. different. Can't She's go, can't go through the, can't go through that without coming back a little yeah. different. She gets yeah. the rogue hair. How did he get it on his face? Were they just making out a second ago? He carried her. Oh, right, right, right. And the, I'll allow it. The, the concern that, you know, she's almost stillborn, like she doesn't wake yeah, up for exactly. a second. Yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, and it all gets extra creepy when you realize yeah. that, you know, she passed away a little while later. But um, Did they prepare no. the water beforehand and I just missed it? Yeah, they talked. They mentioned filling the tub. It's like, <laughs> the tub is full? Yeah, and you're like, what, what, where's that going? Where yeah. Full of what? Yeah. Full of who? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Full, full of stuff. It's like, okay, let's wrap it up. Well, that's another edition of this old house. So, uh, <laughs> We're ready to believe you. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is the moment where she she's on her reality show doing yeah. her, okay, we got to do the tag at the end. Yeah, can't this. anyone do anything these days without it trying to be a pilot for AMC? Yeah. Shit. It's going to be totally go viral, man, on the internet. It's going to be fantastic. I do also appreciate this. This moment of the, you know, she's like, this house is clean. They're like, yeah, but we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. We're so, <laughs> we are so out of here. <laughs> we're so what would have been funnier gone. is if she's like, this house is clean, I guarantee it. And yeah. then just snap cut to like moving. <laughs> Peace. Fuck it. Yep. Couldn't possibly be bothered to stay here. <laughs> but the thing is, they, they do this, which I totally I'm like, yes. And then but then the kids are sleeping in the room. Never again. Yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. never sleep in that room. Certainly not yeah. with that clown. We're all going to be in the living room with the lights <laughs> yeah. on. If you look we're at it, it's a nice house. Stand watch. Yeah. It is a nice All house, of us though. are drinking coffee, even yeah. you, little girl. It actually it's really nice. does remind me of the house I grew up in. What's the weird? Did, <laughs> did your house have a weird hexagon attic lamp thing? Like there's yeah. a window that just yeah, randomly it's like hexagon. over the garage. It's just a decoration. It's like, yeah. yeah. The fuck? No, just ran, like, just no. a random hexagon window. It looks like there's a room. Oh, that's right. There is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like the staircase or something. Yeah. Where would be. Oh yeah. yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. an annex, little annex thing, or something. Little orphan annex. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when you know, you're watching the movie and you're like, okay, you know, wrapping it up, nice, good, okay, wrapping it all up. You know how much it sucks. You know how much it sucks. Wrapping it up. You know how much it sucks to move. People had to make it look like they were moving. Yeah. They aren't actually moving. That shit wasn't actually there. <laughs> people had to pretend to move for these people, which involved <laughs> them literally moving a bunch of shit into the driveway and all over the place. Yeah. Carry it back and forth to trucks all day and then take it away again. They had to move like nine times well, to show that they well, were moving out. Well, movie's crew's doing that all day anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. yeah I know, but it's, it's, it's somehow it's more disheartening when you're doing it to the <laughs> same armoire the same time, yeah. just all over again. Just That's my idea of hell. Nate Cowie once said his idea of hell was rotoing hands for eternity. <laughs> Mine is oh, just wow. carrying a cabinet to a moving truck, oh then back God. off over and over again forever. Yeah, I th- one of my versions of hell would with actually, one rolling drawer. Ugh. One of my versions of hell would actually really be working art department for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, because it, it, working art department literally is let's move in and move out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. over and over and all over right. again. We made, a gi- we made a giant, incredibly <laughs> delicate thing that you can't tilt at all or to fall apart. Put it over there as quickly as possible and if it breaks, you're fired. And then get it out of there again as quickly as possible and if it breaks, you're fired. Why? Because we got to move it to the next company site. Okay. Yeah. Forever. It's, it's all, a film that never ends. And it's all rented. Yeah. Like if there was a Little Shop of Horrors TV show, moving Audrey 2 from place to place every week, that oh would suck. Oh my God. Well, they made not five to mention, of them, Not to so mention they... you have to get all new flowers all yeah. the time. Plus new doo-wop. I think, I think the, the gray actually does work for her. It's, it is it a little bit of a gray thing. It makes me think Bride of Frankenstein is what I think mm. of, but that's not the right reference to be drawing from. Why is any... Why, why would the door be closed? Yeah. Never. Because <laughs> the short lady said the house was clean. Yeah. And everything's fine now. She was right about everything else. That's true. So yeah, so right about here, you're sitting in the theater going, "Wait, seriously, what's happening right now? What what what's going on?" And then they, and then once you realize, okay, shit, they're not done with this. Then they really, then they really turn the screws by making you wait forever. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that they, you know, you sit here watching Joe Beth Williams take a bath, and you just you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and that's not what happens. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. to me is also the beauty of the building. You know what I would love just to imagine do? her asking the director, "Can we cut this scene?" He's like, "No, no." You know what I would love to do is, this is so do work. a movie exactly like this, so you have the false resolution, but then you keep going like this, mm-hmm. but then cut and just end the movie before you actually have the real <laughs> climax. So everybody walks out of the theater with just so, this so profound before, sense of unease. So before the spinning top falls over, yeah. just yeah. get everyone blue balls. <laughs> 
I go, God, I know something. He's got a happen. Han Solo pistol. Yep. I, I had one of those. Yeah. Before they uh, made all toy guns with the stupid orange caps yeah. in the front. Which makes that completely... totally ruins the illusion. Yeah. yeah. And the gun makes completely inaccurate sounds, as all toys <laughs> sound <laughs> toys do. Yeah. For some reason. Totally wrong. Dogvert. They made a. They, <laughs> the dog likes to watch. They made a bunch of. Uh, um, he likes to watch. Uh, Mattel has started making like collectors, like high high level Ghostbusters props. Basically, they make the PKE meter oh, and, really? the, and the trap and the yeah. Is but the PKE it, meter the one that looks like a giant fish hook? Like uh, it, spring, it springs out on both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got like a PKA little like a, um, like a hammer kind of. Yeah. Um, but they they did pretty good with the trap. It's got like lights and sounds and stuff like that. And then they made a proton wand just recently, and so they they're talking about potentially doing a pack. But the PKE meter, which you think would be the simplest one, it's like all of these sounds are wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> the sounds are all wrong. How do you get crazy. the sounds wrong? Could be a license. Wait, thing. what does the Maybe. proton wand go into? Like, is it just a, a wand with a string on it now? It's just the it's just the gun, but it's got like a a port on the back. So to make it reverse compatible, they're like, if we make a pack, we will make it connect to this. I see. Oh, wow. So you can make your own pack. Yeah. In the meantime. From what I've gathered, proton packs are hard to make. They've gotten a lot easier. You can buy pretty much all the parts pre... pre uh, but didn't you have to like mold your own of the like the back shell part you, that everything like else I is said, mounted you on? Like I said, you used to, but now, now you can buy Yeah, those. now there's people who've done it, and now they'll sell yeah. it to you. I've got... I've got the parts at, in my uh, garage. You got a bunch. You got like three of them, yet. don't you? Yeah. I just haven't finished putting them together you yet. You have parts for three packs? Four, actually. Ooh. I was going to say, good thing you did four. Because yeah. if you did three, we all know which one you <laughs> left out. <Yeah>. You monster. <laughs> monster. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great tub. I want this tub. Yeah. I do. I want all to... All tubs suck. Unless you get a specialty <laughs> tub, your tub sucks. Do you have to they, leave this house? This is a nice house. They're all house. too small. Why aren't, there, why aren't tubs bigger? Why? That's why still, the red that's light? A pretty why, small after tub. all of that, yeah. would you take a bath in that house with the red light? Yeah, the red light <laughs> thing was a, a, a thing for a while, and I don't understand. It's the it's a heat lamp. Oh, okay, in case it's like a heat lamp, heat lamp running through High my blood water. Pressure, you gotta hold on me, and the clown is gone, and we're gonna do, die. Do, 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 it's a heat wave. So yeah, you're like, oh, more movie, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and They're right just here, gonna put the sequel right on the end of the first movie. Yeah, right here it's like, oh, the clown's gone. But I, I told you, kid, I have been screaming <laughs> it at the screen since five minutes into this movie. That's right. That clown was coming. Of all the things. So why much. is that clown not in a cardboard box right now? Yeah, yeah. He. It's not like they it's kept the, the last clown, thing like, in the room. He can't sleep without it. It's like yeah. he hates that thing. And then ah, oh, jump scare. Hello. He's just fucking around. Oof. Let him do it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I, like, so, I like the idea that the poltergeist saved the clown for last. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no, like, we can't bust that out. Guys, you know, first. we're going to totally... Oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to use the clown puppet. Ooh, that's good. And there's one good. poltergeist in the corner that's like, come on, let's do it now. And the other poltergeist no, is no. like, no, 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 no. It won't be as awesome if <laughs> we do it now. No, we're going to make him wait for it. So yeah, so here we go. This is an amazing, uh, amazing little bit of business yeah. here. We with get a bit Ms. of Williams. It starts to be. Uh, we get a bit of the Exorcist going on here when yeah. she's being attacked. First, there's that. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, what Hello. the pervy ghost you are? What the hell? Shit in Ghostbusters. It was a. It was a lady ghost. Yeah. This one's and good. then and then it's and then it turns into here we go. Yeah. Oh, suddenly it's Kubrick spin rig. 
Yep. Yeah, the whole the, whole room is around the rotator. Just like just like it's they how did. they did the you know, the closet gag. Do they have and like, how they did the the fly? Trade I mean, something fly that I'm sure you would ceiling, know. But, yeah. Do they have just like standing rigs that they spin? Like obviously the first few they had to build, but now do they just no, have you, those? You custom build it. I mean, you might be able to get a couple of you know. You need just giant you industrial just to, parts. Just make you have to make a new one every movie. Yeah, that you sucks. have to build it. You have to build a whole rig. They, they I mean, the biggest. It's not one like I you know, let's get the thing that makes room spin. Yeah, I guess so. Plus, every movie is going to be so different anyway. Yeah, and there's not a lot of money and to be made a, in the spinning a room. Big, big room. Yeah, too. that's a big space. Okay, so we're about to have a moment, and so I'm, I'll, I'll tell the story to set it up. Um, I mentioned in, and now that's it's like, good. yeah, now we're getting uh, there. We just pull out all the stops and and all that. So, <clears throat> I used to live in Tahunga, which is uh, up in the hills above. It's where Will Smith lived in Independence exactly. Day in 1978. Um, there is a there and for actually when Tongue was first founded, they it was an independent community. It was outside of Los Angeles. It was miles from Los Angeles, and it was a, yeah. a different community up it's in the hills. Two mountain ranges away, and it had its own um, upside down and backwards a water tank. Yep, um, it had its own cemetery that they that they built. It was called uh, Tahunga Peace Halls of Peace. Um, later became known as Verdugo Hills Cemetery. Um, went out of business in the seventies. And basically became abandoned. It's this cemetery that's up on top of the mountains up there in Tahunga. It didn't occur to me that cemeteries could go out of business. They do. Gonna, they, I was they went. Say, they, they went. How does the cemetery go yeah. out of business? Okay, because okay. they don't make money anymore, and so they don't maintain the grounds. Yeah, maintain um, the grounds. People want to put their dead family there because it's a nice place, but then they run out of business. So it's just yeah. A, and you're not a, selling any more plots, and you can't bodies. stay open. So it was basically just abandoned. They just you know the owners just you know stopped caring for it. We'll just leave them here. In February 1978. Uh, there was uh, torrential rains. Oh, God. <laughs> and on that, the entire hillside of Verdugo Hill Cemetery sloughed off and mm. hundreds of corpses went washing down into the backyards and streets of Tahunga, California. Oh, my. Um, it was a famous event. It was a horrifying event. They were To this day, you'll still find finger bones in your garden sometime. Um, and it was the inspiration for the scene we're watching right now mm. is corpses Holy just shit. rising out of the ground in a torrential rainstorm. Um, that it's, is a it's a famous story it's in uh, Thomas Noguchi's book Coroner because it's all about trying to figure out who the bodies were to get them back and try and figure out where to where to rebury them um, just body parts and corpses and all the way down to the supermarket down at the bottom of the hill there were corpses in the streets Jesus okay um, I was, for a second I thought the story was going to go in the direction of your house but your house is well, on the it's, hill it's, I didn't live there yet but it is the neighborhood that I later would live in oh, and, no shit. and you could walk up to Verdugo Hill Cemetery which is the creepiest place I've ever been because it was still open um, and abandoned. This man has been to Kentucky. Yeah, it's <laughs> true, and and Hong Kong, and uh, and and you could walk around the grounds, and they fenced it off now because of those vandalism. People would break into the there's a mausoleum. People would break into the mausoleum and pull the corpses out sometimes, and that was bad. So they fenced it off. I hate but, goths. Yeah, but they. Um, I talked to the caretaker lady, and she was one of the ones who found a corpse. Like, oh god, you fucking oh. kids! She looked like there was a corpse on the grounds, and so they stuck a cigarette in its mouth and everything. Oh, jeez, you Jesus kids! Christ, dude. So. Um, yeah, Verdugo Hill Cemetery in Tonga, California. Look it up. It's an amazing story. But I walked around before they fenced it off, and and the 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 a lot of the the grave sites had, had collapsed, and gophers had dug holes and stuff. And you can just like look down and sort of see half into a coffin and see like yeah. oh, there's like an arm. That's nice, you know, or whatever. It was insane. And, and people live right next door to it. People live right next door if to it. If you're looking place. all these things up, that's T-U-J-U-N-G-A. N-G-A. And V-E-R-D-U-G-O. Hill Cemetery. And I, I have still not read the book, but apparently Thomas Noguchi, the famous L.A. coroner in his book Coroner, wrote a whole extensive chapter about, about that. And there's, But there's pictures of, you know, 
<laughs> the street I used to live on, you know, with, Wait, with corpses like, in it. This, this hey, might trombone. be my favorite use of the trombone yeah. shot. Because well, yeah. it's not just a trombone shot. It is an, a set that is literally also extended. Yeah, exactly. To, she oh. actually has to travel down yeah. it. I didn't know you, well, look, you at, can look how see, long it is. Look yeah, at and it. you She's can actually, see how it's in and out like that. So it yeah. could accordion yeah. out. Um, but I, I was just, I didn't even know that. I was just saying the idea of like somebody yeah. running down a hallway that is and never getting any closer. You've had that nightmare. extending away from you, yeah. There's a nice meat machine there. You're the, right, uh, Brian. Now that now that you mention it, which that, seems like the obvious, yeah, exactly, the obvious like, tool or the yeah. obvious use for it yeah. to indicate that you're trying and trying, but it's still never getting any yeah. closer. Yeah. yeah, you always use it just to show like the the background getting all like, hey, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. but you never actually use it for that well, mechanical you, purpose. Yeah, you can use it I, I like think, a utilitarian usage. I think yeah, I think when it's used well for the emotional moment. Um, it it functions very well as as a the visual equivalent of that feeling like, when the bottom like, of your right. stomach drops out. Yeah. Like which you, honestly, <laughs> I don't think in Vertigo it was used as well as it was used again. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> at that point they hadn't really nailed it in terms of film grammar yet. And George Lucas saw this movie in the theater and said, "You know that whole concept that we were talking about of the Sarlacc Mountain? Yeah. I have a different idea now." <laughs> <laughs> The Sarlacc waterfall. Yeah. What if it was a uh, like a like a pit, like a hole with a tentacle? That I like how there's there you that's can some, that's see some, the Klieg yeah. light right behind her, and nobody cares because yeah. it's like, but it's so awesome. Because you're looking at the not that impressive tentacle. No, yeah. Klieg was in an, a later Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's there's a giant light flaring the camera yeah. right behind her head, and you don't even think about what the hell is that? That's not in her house. You know but, something? Because it gives you the perfect, you know. I don't think I've ever seen someone do this, and it's a great idea. If you're a suburb, if you have like a suburban house and you're trying to do like a Halloween decoration sh- thing, no one ever does this. The house being possessed house, yeah. Yeah. where just you put strobe lights in all the windows and you put like tin foil behind that the strobe lights. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's just like, like a cheaper- blasting light yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, oh, that's not good. As opposed to spending like four months hanging orange and yeah. red Christmas lights on and your house and then just blow corpses out of the ground, sinking it up to a song or something. No, fuck that. Just do the the possessed house where it's blinking. The uh, you can put that. you can put some air cannons under yeah. your lawn and oh oh shit yes totally oh yeah all Blam. of these fog uh, machines. <laughs> by the way, the the piece of trivia. All of these are of course real skeletons. Yeah. I'm guessing those aren't actually real corpses. They probably yeah, were no, clean decorated. skeletons that yeah. they decorated up. And that is a rumor. No, it's no, true. that's true. They they, they they got real, real skeletons. Are they cheaper. got real medical skeletons because yeah. they're cheaper. They didn't they didn't dig up bodies that actually look like well, that. Well, they no got shit. they got clean skeletons and then put the skin and stuff and everything back on top of them. Yeah. But those were real. I skeletons. thought you had to be like special licensed to get access to. I guess they're not cadavers. They wouldn't be considered yeah, cadavers. No, yeah, not yeah. cadavers. No, Once, just skeletons. Skeletons you just go by. How yeah. do they? But how do they? They don't come connected. You need ligaments and stuff, so they have to. Do they wire them you together for you, or together. do you just get a you set? Wire them well, if you buy well, a I mean, medical you, skeleton, but do you buy it with wires already, or does it they, come in a well, box of bones? If you buy it from a medical supply house, they are generally you can, I mean, you can buy them either way. You can. It depends on what you're teaching with them. You know, if you want to teach about how, the, how they bones, go together, right. or if you want to, you know, talk about skeletal the, structure. If you if you see, you know, in a medical school, if you see a skeleton hanging, it's wired together. Well, yeah, That's yeah. I just wonder skeleton. if they sell them to you like wired already, or if they can have it either. They just ship you a fucking shoebox. You says good luck. If you're doing basic anatomy, you give the students a box of bones and go make the guy you know and you have no. to put everything in the right spot and try not to name him you'll just get attached to him then you'll just like him too much and you'll be sad yeah dude this would be a great idea for a haunted house and it's so cheap and no one comes into your house you don't have to decorate it inside. yeah no one's going near it i love i love again the weird little off odd sense of humor where it's like she comes back with a hickey yeah she's got a hickey we're not gonna talk about that because <laughs> the world is going to hell <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll talk about that later yeah did you say the house is coming he did yeah. which they were probably going to do it was yeah like, that's too it. expensive an effect that they didn't quite pull off. So yeah, so I was like, "Oh, wait, is that a gout of flame?" In the yes. Yeah, because fuck it's it, a, it's a broken <laughs> gas main. So 
here's your comeuppance, Mr. Bad Real Estate Dude. You're going to get sort of amorphously zorched by yeah. whatever that is. He's he's dead, I'm sure. He's I dead, know. probably. As Poltergeist Doesn't one. he pop up, though? I th- yeah, no, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He, he yeah. just gets to see that he was wrong. Oh, what a great shot, Yeah, by this way. is great. Huh. And, and about so his... a house chose to destroy itself rather than spend an eternity yeah. with us. <laughs> Can't help but feel a little rejected. Yeah. I... I I love the uh, the story, which is perfectly plausible based on how how uh, you know film stuff goes. Is that ILM sent him these dailies, but he was working on ET at the same time, so he thought he was about to watch ET dailies, <laughs> and then they they roll up the projector, and then this house implodes on itself, and he's like, "What the? <laughs> when does that happen?" And then they're like, "Oh, that's for Poltergeist." He's like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Oh. <laughs> In that case, okay. <laughs> I just let you know the fact that Spielberg was in post on on Jurassic Park while shooting Schindler's List. I know. I can't. That's got to be a brain gear switch that's that's hard to throw. Jesus, I didn't realize that, but he totally would have, huh? Yeah. Oof. He was. He was back and forth. He was in Europe shooting Schindler's List by day and looking at Jurassic Park, you know, effects dailies by night. Jesus. Most of this, uh, the driving stuff was on the stage, obviously. Like, yeah, just and, and, and wind. It and works wind. real, and 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 we're into the last shot of the movie. It's a, it's yeah. one last oneer, and a really great one too. And again, the story gravity is just like, and they lived. That's yep. it. That's all that happened. They made it. That's yeah. <laughs> the world and was not saved. Never watched TV again. Yeah, this movie but, is about how bad TV is for you. Yeah. It rots your brain. You thought it was bad for your eyes. It's it's bad for your whole house, actually. TV loves out. little girls. Oh my! It makes TV Ooh. feel so good. Hey TV, why don't you have a seat over <laughs> there? Come yeah, have a seat over here. Knock <laughs> it off, TV. Creeping me out, TV. I do love, but they, but it doesn't let up the tension because like you're waiting for something yeah, to happen. You're, you're like, like, are uh, they going to start screaming from inside? the light started showing. Yeah. Which is which is basically the plot that they they did do for Poltergeist too. Mm-hmm. Is like it it follows the family. It still wants it still wants the girl. And then of course, yeah, you're making like, okay, what, what, what? Oh, okay. And I, I mean, I don't know about anybody else. My reaction on that moment this morning definitely was like, oh, yeah, it did start with a TV. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot exactly. about that. Like, my reaction was the hotel is going to bill them for that. Yeah. So I, yeah. Put the TV in the rain. They, you're not getting your deposit back at all. And there we go. We are we are out. And yeah, you would you would think probably today before the before the fade out one of these lights is going to go bzz, 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 yeah exactly something's going to happen Richard Edlund like a yeah. badass mother oh man there's a bunch of names on here that are like assistant camera is you know Janusz yeah. Kaminski or something yeah. it's like <laughs> what, seriously somebody famous yeah cool Poltergeist I appreciate it now with Trey's insights into it uh, you know I'd have to watch it again now Dirk to Blocker. see if it makes it a difference when Dirk I'm watching Blocker it. Dirk Blocker is the next-door neighbor dude. It's I, Dan Blocker's son. That's Haas's son hmm, from, Blocker, from Gunsmoke. Wow. I barely know her. Wow, look at this camera shot, too. Shit. Yeah, I know. It's still happening. We're still in the... It's a, it Actually, out, what's, what's funny is... It out to be a crane shot. They're, no, they're they're done with the... Like, the shot is over. He just forgot to call cut. They're taking the crane <laughs> yeah, away. Like All right, we got to get the condor going, back in the truck. back to the rental hey, house. it's still running! Somebody got to get up there and turn the camera off. Yeah, nah, fuck it. It'll run out of film. <laughs> It'll be fine. Like, watch, the, watch this credit roll end, like, by the gas station. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not one of my favorites, but I appreciate it more thanks to Trey the Amazing Stokes. Um, I'm here to help. I'm a big fan of this use of going back and forth between Helvetica New and Helvetica World. I think this is a very attractive <laughs> credit roll. And uh, I, for one, am happy to see it here. Thank you, Helvetica. And long mm-hmm. camera shot. Brian? Yeah, it's good. Michael Dorkman's guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, I, I think we we covered it pretty well. There's a, There's 
I, I would I would agree with what was said at the beginning. It's there's there's a couple things that you could probably um, tweak and tighten here, but there's a lot of really great stuff as well. I am curious about the sequels now, even though I know that they're gonna just completely screw yeah, it up. But they're really not um, good. But just out of curiosity, be like, so where do you go from there? Because it was kind of look the at the credits. Ending. They're jiggling yeah, independently of each other. Good work, there, model wonder, makers. Well, I wonder why they were stitched. Why they were stitched together separately? That's weird. Oh, because they only had so long of a foot of film, I guess, or something. Well, like, yeah, but like one uh, block. Interesting. I just yeah, never seen the match that movers ones were were moving for some reason. But <laughs> how ironic! <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, maybe that was the joke. They were like, yeah. "That'd be funny." <laughs> yeah, that'd fuck it. <laughs> we're done. Trey, I uh, as I said at the beginning, it was it was it was nice to revisit this movie and and for me to to rediscover my rediscover my love for it. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some things that now it's it's very strange to look back and go, wow, that's that was Udo Pampel. Yeah, I would. He's I been would, a lot of movies. Uh, I would watch the the going into the closet sequence if I were to make a scary movie. Yeah, like that works. That and, would, and the and the whole going into the light sequence, the yeah. rope sequences. That's is, what uh, I mean. The oh, the, the, sequence, yeah. oh, that closet scene. I thought you meant the the being. Oh, yeah. the well, I can imagine as closet. a gay man, you would find going into the closet <laughs> blah, 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 terrifying. Blah, 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 blah. So terrifying. Oh, and there's Felix Sulla. Yay, Felix. Um. Yeah, it's it's I I implosion. I man. like the fact that it's it's just this it's as I said it's this shotgun approach to the story. It's like just sort of take everything that we could kind of put in a scary movie and just kind of put it all in a big blender and 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 hang a hang a family around it <laughs> and then make a story out of it. And not all of it works and not all of it uh, quite fit together. But uh, but there's a lot of really amazing stuff going on in Poltergeist. I think it's a, even if you can't fully appreciate it. You know, for for the thing of its time, I think it's absolutely worth worth watching and as part of the scary movie pantheon. Cool, and that wraps up our October scary movies for 2013. We'll, see, we'll see you again uh, in 2019, I think. Yeah, we're running out of movies. Anyway, this has been what are you doing, movie? You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com, as well as many other great shows of people talking about things on the internet for free. And you go to the forum, involve yourself in the community. It's a great, wonderful group of people and getting bigger every day. You can buy our shirts or give us money. We've got buttons for that show on the website. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill designed them up. I always do this. I always want to, I always want to jump to Holden without saying twitter.com slash friends in your head. Facebook.com slash friends in your head. Email us at friends in your head at gmail.com. And come to friends in your slash live when we're recording you guys. If you follow the Twitter, we'll tell you when we're doing live shows and you can hang out in the chat room and talk. Do all that stuff. It's a lot of fun. The stream never goes down. <clears throat> anyway, never. Holden Hill Design and Maintain the website. And until next week, my name is T. Christie. Brian Fitter. Nice cat. Cheers, dogs. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. This podcast is clean. Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>